Welcome to Warhammer in the 41st millennium. We present Rogue Trader, a setting filled with boundless opportunity for profit and fame, as well as damnation and death. The golden age of technology has long since passed, and since the time when the machines turned upon their masters, mankind has struggled through eons of carnage and strife. For the Empire is beset on all sides by mutants and heretics from within, by renegades and aliens from without, and by unspeakable nightmares from the world beyond. Learning and progress are now dangerous heresies to be stamped out by religious fanatics and the holy protectors of sacred technology. But in the oppressive darkness of the 41st millennium, those born into a life of privilege compete to carve their names into history. These are the rogue traders. Join us as one rogue trader and his trusted companions discover new worlds, exploit lost realms, and barter with cultures never before encountered. Join us as we explore the cosmos through the eyes of the rogue trader. Uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff wrote a uh, an interesting summary of last session from the point of view of his servo skull, which oh he did is pretty. Did. Which was did really mail it. I emailed it to Tim. I'll email it to everyone else if they want. Um, well, I was going like, to post it. I like reading the, uh, summaries. I'll post I was like, it to, yeah, the, uh, to the to the blog when I get a chance. Um, but it's really funny. So yeah, guys, that's why I'm reading it. Read it. Um, anyway, so uh, last time we started at a bar where all good role-playing campaign start. Um, there was uh, Draco and Siegfried uh, who were sitting there drowning their sorrows um, with, what was it, Scotch? I feel like that's going to be the new meat. And Zima. Campaign. I don't Scotch either. Zima. <laughs> Zima. Nice. <laughs> Siegfried with his Zima. Because he plays Zidar. Yeah, so Orthesian and, and Zidar uh, eventually joined you guys and uh, um, there was this information about the Righteous Nine, which was a group of ships that traveled into the Expanse before the Coronis Passage was discovered. Um, so, I don't know, uh, so that was Zidar who gathered the sort of the history information. Do you remember much about it, Jeff? Uh, the Righteous Nine uh, went into the Expanse, the Screaming Vortex, were engaged by the Eldar. Right. Uh, eight of the ships successfully retreated. The ninth ship of the fleet uh, was presumed lost, but did send a distress signal uh, back that was never acted upon by the Imperium. Right. It had lost its warp drive capability. Like its warp drive had been too badly damaged. Yeah, and no rescue was ever actually attempted for it. And so uh, Zidar and Siegfried broke into the Imperial Navy archives to try to retrieve these uh, astropathic communications. And they were so old that they weren't really very well guarded. They weren't, like, top secret. I mean, they had some security on it, but it wasn't, like, you know, current information. It was, like, old history archives. Um, so they were able to get it without too much trouble. Um, and uh, it had this kind of note that I handed out with a whole bunch of blanks in it. Um, did you guys find anything useful in there, or, or did it have too many blanks? Um, we haven't yet. 
We were, trying, we were trying to fill in the blanks. It was, by, I mean, the, the fact that the warp drive on the ship broke should make our calculations a lot easier, though, when calculating possible destinations. I mean, it's not was not enough information to find this right system. It, it, assuming that we do find the right system eventually, then the information will be more useful. Well, I kind of felt like I left a few too many blanks, so I was going to do is let anyone with, like, tech use or ciphers make a roll to try to fill in a blank. That's exactly what it says under the logic skill that the logic skill is used for. Uh, I'm sure logic would be would be fine, too. Um, if you have ciphers, that's like exactly what this would be for, so I'll give you a plus 20 if, if anyone has that. Ciphers is like a skill that has a bunch of sub-skills. It does. I don't... Oh. Like, I have access to ciphers rogue trader. Not that I've taken it, but... Is it like secret language or something? I was just looking it up. Oh, uh, what... what is... Um, is that an advanced skill or is that a talent? It's a skill. I don't know if it's a talent. Yeah, skill. I guess it would. It I would, guess it's an advanced skill because it's, it's not. It's not listed on the basic. So skills. it is. So it's yeah. basically. I'd give you a plus ten if you had any of them. It's basically like a yeah, like you know, one of the sets of ciphers <laughs> that are talking to be an option to get any of those. Yeah, that's true. It's not exactly what this is. But anyway, I, I, does anybody have any cipher? No, no, I don't think so. I was thinking about taking it, but I oh, didn't. Well, you need a plus ten anyway. I did. <coughs> well, it's way more than plus ten. It's plus half your tribute and plus ten on top of that. I think it's an advanced skill. Have you heard from Jesse? No. You probably forgot. Logic is used to solve problems, decipher puzzles, and deal with other situations involving demonstration and inference. A logic test might involve inferring a missing symbol in a series or solving a particularly troublesome mathematical equation. All right. Does anybody actually have logic, or is it yes, I have basic? logic? All right. All right. Well, it was it was your deal. You found the whole thing. That's an oh four. Roll. That's four degrees of success. Holy shit! Well, did anybody else get anything? Uh, or didn't I'm, have not, any skills I'm not really. Should I? Should I aid? I guess I could aid. My intelligence is pretty good. Is aiding? I could make an untrained logic skill is and try aiding and help such you. a thing. You can use logic to aid him. Just I like, do it. With do it. Do it. Untrained, oh, your untrained logic. One hundred. Uh, okay, that's, that's a one hundred. So, uh, <laughs> so you get minus ten. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't require a roll. It just works. Oh, that's right. You I go. give you a plus ten. I give you a plus ten on that. Right? You just like uh-huh. that is a puzzle. You will solve it. <laughs> I'm the rotator. <laughs> I decree it. Um, you roll one hundred. Look it up in the, in the black book. Remember, I, I wrote out like every use of it in different situations. I believe in this one, you would actually roll just like you did. The, the, the difference is that you could use command to roll on rather than your intelligence if you wanted to. Uh, look at like the out of combat or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have to make a command skill test in order to do it. So I rolled a 100, so you don't get my plus 10. I'm like, all that stuff you're saying is gobbledygook. I will just do this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm enforcing... Oh, so that was a command test. That I, I, I'm, I'm enforcing work. penalties in this campaign on, on 100 rolls. Um, due to, I don't know, I want to say popular demand, but... Uh, Not for me. <laughs> no, I like it. And, and I'll give you guys boons on zero ones also. Um, so I'm going to give you a minus 10 for the... I'm like, stop! Until it it confuses you. (laughs) Just stop talking! Hey, you know, I think we should take a moment to consider the um, 
metaphysical implications of this message. <laughs> there I mean, is no metaphysical implications. <laughs> I mean, as a science and logic. If you think about it for a second, like, the warp, like, how could this message have possibly made it through the warp storms before the... Before they open. This is a, a time space question. doesn't make any sense. You know, we should probably not really take any of this seriously. We should take <laughs> all of it seriously. <laughs> Alright, so what I mean, three successes you get with the mind Three. Set. Three. Um, Alright, you can, you can pick two blanks, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, tell you what they oh, say. I'll leave it me again. Uh, here, so we, have multiple, would, we have multiple copies two, of this. Oh my god, god. Oh, there are two guy. obvious blanks. Well, the problem is, is that they're that they're kind of before and after. I guess I never did make a copy of that with all the blanks filled in, so hopefully I remember everything. Um. You guys should have copies of this too, if you want to. Chime in on what what to fill in. Are there more of those? There were at one point. I have one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where is it up? Yeah, yeah, I want to take those. Well, so yeah. So my first inclination is this and this, right? That gives us one definite axis on which we can narrow down the search. If you if you pick like a number, you're gonna get one digit per. You're not, not gonna like even though I put one blank for a whole bunch of numbers. Oh. Each one is like an individual blank. Well, the most intriguing sentence that we don't know what it says is this is the binary blank system. No, that's, that's star, star system. Star system. Oh. Even the, my logic is good enough. To <laughs> it's the second to last sentence. The blank blank stars or. Um, Orbit is highly unstable. Scanners indicate blank gravity cuts from blank blank. This could be blank. The from blank blank looks like it could be promising information. I think that it refers to one of the two stars. Because if it's a binary star system, that means that the two stars are orbiting each other. So it probably means that one of those two stars' orbit is unstable. Standards indicate that, like, that could be severe or something, gravity tugs from the secondary star. This could be the, but I don't know what that last one is. The end. <laughs> could be. This could be the end. <laughs> um, so, uh, we have crashed on the second planet. Please send help or something. What do you think is after the eight? You think that's moons? I guess moons, but it, not, it isn't necessarily moons. But the problem is, even if it's moons, that doesn't help us, right? Because we, we have well, you no accurate star charts you can, uh, you can area. Yeah, you can yeah I, I already did a computer matter. search, you know, with all these digits filled in. I think I might be able to get us some star charts. Because if you could... Tim was pointing out that... I my have original a, computer algorithm... I, have a, I know an information broker on Footfall who is... Expensive, but pretty good at finding out stuff like that. What do you think? Have established kind of forgot about him. What's the I only found out about him? <laughs> that same here, session. here. Right. <laughs> well, plus you guys like just arrived at football and right, we're right. it up. So planet side, maybe have established on the planet side. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll let you guys think about it while I'm finishing the summary. I guess I didn't quite finish all that. Um, okay, so 
severe gravity tugs from... Um, yeah, so you guys journeyed to the footfall, um, which took you through the maw. Uh, the the warp storms. Sure. I didn't. I didn't really intend them to have any effect on you guys. But I rolled a 100 on the uh, on the Gellerfield test, so I did give you guys a, a real power test at a at an insanity point as you went through the maw. Um, and uh, when you got there, uh, uh, Melrubius met up with uh, Skarnar, who was one of the seven mysterious witches of Footfall. Um, although, as, as Jeff Servo Skull pointed out, I guess it would be a warlock, technically, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, so he had Malrubius well, enter this sort of trance, and they were looking at this planetary system that Skarnar said was related to the ship that, um, that you guys were seeking. And, um, you know, he kind of gave you these different sort of visions at different sort of zoomed in levels of it. I don't know, did you find any of that? Do you remember any of that, uh, Rich? Did you find any of that useful? Uh, I remember some of it, but I don't think it was. it's not useful yet. Right. So there was a volcano, there was a human sacrifice, there was a temple, there was a ship in orbit around the planet. Right, so the ship the kind of told you that the planet and the ship three, were related. Four, the and he kind of told you what the planet looked like. Or he told, the vision told you what the planet looked like. It had like these two volcanic, two huge volcanic islands on it in a giant ocean. Um, well, that's something we would easily be able to know, right? You can look that um, up, have any numbers. Right, or, right, right. Or in an astro coordinate system. Right. Uh, and then he also mentioned the place called the Pearl that you were asking about, mm-hmm. um, which he said was some sort of perfect, like, like utopian planet. Um, and he also said that the location of it was clouded, but, you know, he was happy to see that you were interested in it. Um, they kind of left it at that. So, that's all I remember from last session, um, since no one took notes on it, but, uh... I did take notes. Oh. I wouldn't have been able to write that without any notes. <laughs> oh, alright. Well, uh, do you, do you have the notes with you? Did we do any, is anything else that I missed? No, I left my notes at home. That sounds about right. Okay, well anyway, um, uh, maybe one other thing was that, uh, Draco made some arrangements to meet with, uh... Uh, lady the rogue trader, the, the Lady Orleans, Elizabeth Orleans, is a another rogue trader who, not, well, not a particularly powerful rogue trader. It's good to have a friend in the in the expanse. So uh, they've had dealings in the past. They they kind of co-own a uh, a colony. So uh, so you thought she'd be able to help you out, and she and she uh, message sent you a message back that she had dispatched her cousin. Uh, his name is Simon Orleans, uh, to meet with you at football. Oh, I thought she was coming herself. No, she she is not meeting with you. Uh, I also rolled a zero one on an inquiry test and made a friend who helped me find Oh, right, right. So what's his name? I'm going to add him to my contacts list. Because, uh, you know, I rolled a zero one and we're best friends now. Right, I remember, I remember <laughs> that. And I, I remember where I got his name. Let's see if I can find it again. It was Corinnan. With a K. With a K. Or in and what it he is sort describe of describe him in five words. Um, he's a <laughs> he's a stooped guy. He's kind of like a short, stooped man, but he seem he's kind of a, a know it all, and this know it all seems to actually be true. Like he actually does know like a little bit about everything in football. 
Like, is he like some sort of just a bar fly or some sort of? Uh, no. Well, you bet. He's, or... uh, I guess you'd call him like a port worker. He works, you know. Oh, he's a stevador. Yeah, he's a stevador. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he can't. We can't. <laughs> we got to get on the right side of the stevador's guild in this campaign. <laughs> All right, short know-it-all stevador. I might have to make him cargo master on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get one back. That's true. He's probably more useful as a contact. Alright, we think those two numbers that I've asked will give us that whole number. There's, there's, like, each one has got many, many blanks. So, like, here, let me draw that for you. So it'll be like this. There. That would kind of tell you how many numbers are missing. Oh, that's a lot of numbers. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so I guess we're getting two words. Um, maybe like the number, the two dashes between 33 and 3944? Unfortunately, there's five dashes. Oh, between 33 and 3944. Oh, yeah, that's what we just asked about, but in fact, there's five numbers missing in there. And I'm oh, sure. okay. So an extra couple numbers won't relate. Yeah, I mean, it would be like every time I hit the underscore key, there's like another number missing. I guess so. it would make the computer... It's hard to tell how many underscores. Yeah, I know. Are. That's the font that it's in, you know. Sorry. Maybe like the first numbers after our coordinates are. The first two numbers might like narrow it down. But I guess like we still need a star chart, right? Like coordinates, our coordinates are just like meaningless. If we have an accurate star chart, then... You'd have, you'd have, like, if you got two numbers off of there, you know, I would just say you just gained, like, 3% more information toward it. Something like that. Then, then yeah, the computer program it. should, you know. It doesn't seem like any two words filled in will help. Um, still, like, I mean, we know almost, we, I mean, we could fill in almost all the words ourselves, probably, except for, there's a couple, I mean, there's, there's the one after eight, which we're assuming is moons, but we don't know for sure. Uh, Actually, that's a good thing to know for sure. The other, the other one would be the one after planet contains. Maybe we can like ask around about planets that contain certain things. Planet contains sort of juices. Have you heard of it? <laughs> the other one could. I think that's food. Planet contains food and resources enough to establish oh. ourselves. <laughs> hmm. um, no. I kind of want to know what comes in after that blank. This could be the blank. I mean, it could, it could say end. <laughs> Just for curiosity's <laughs> sake. But I don't know. I mean, it could also be, this could be the... Well, why did it say the sentence afterwards? Beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> All is one word. I don't know. I mean, do you think it's, if you think it's the end, I guess we don't have to get it. I, I would guess the end. But look at all the... Underscores. But it doesn't seem like that was actually the end. Which one are you looking and at? The Emperor bless you all indicates we're done. No, because yeah. that, that's at the end of every transmission. Well, where's where's the? This could be the. It, it's right oh. here. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. right Scanners indicate severe gravity tugs from the secondary star. This right. could be the. Right. But we don't know what that. Well, they said they don't know what that word all because uh, that's the traditional sign-off for their astropath. Yeah, but the sentence before is always like doom and gloom. Like we've crashed on the second planet. <laughs> this could be the end. A math Please send help. We're all gonna people. die. Yeah, but I, I don't guess, think so. This could be the shiznit if Snoop Dogg is their astropath. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you gotta pick it now. Uh, all right, well, we'll, we'll get the word after eight for sure. Yeah, definitely the word after eight. 
Okay, uh, that is planets. But wait, three planets and eight planets? Oh, on the two stars. Oh, that's oh, huge. Wait, 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 let me look at it again. <laughs> I'm like, that would narrow down the search immensely. Um, oh, um, yeah, it's only one light. It's dwarf planets. Is what that is what that is. Three planets and eight dwarf planets. Well, that's not moons. What's a dwarf planet? It's a planet that has an elliptical orbit or has not cleared its orbit of debris. Oh, does it have like atmosphere? Uh, in theory, yes. I mean, Pluto has a trace atmosphere. Pluto, not Pluto's, the fam- Pluto's the famous dwarf planet. There's also two dwarf planets in the asteroid belt. It's large enough that it's that it's circular. It's large enough that it's a sphere, but it's it's not large enough to have cleared its orbit. Okay, so the other one. We need an answer. Uh, I I, I think I can pretty much make a pretty good guess at every other word except for that one after end. This could be those blank. This, this could be the, the, the blank. At the, at the, yeah. So it's, uh, yes. This could be the planet. Scanners indicate gravity tugs from. This could be the. Let's see about that last one. Um, I don't remember the exact word, but it does imply end. Like this could be like a catastrophe or the end or, you know, the the conclusion. It was something along those lines. Okay. All right, let's get to work on getting those star charts. And by us, I mean you. Yeah, well, I should probably go. Did I, do I have a specific time that I'm supposed to meet this guy, uh, Simon Orleans? Uh, no, in fact, he's coming in a bit after you, so you're going to have to just kind of wait till you get a transmission from him. All right, I'll go and see Master Ballaris. Ballaris. Okay. Um. Ballaris? Ballaris? Polaris. Uh, I think that would be a good pronunciation. Um, yeah, so uh, he has sort of this uh, large, well-known office that's you know in the nicer part of the fall, if that exists. And uh, he's a pretty easy guy to make an appointment with. And, and by oh, we'll say the next day, you're you're at your appointment with him. And um, he uh, he says. Uh, Draco, it is good to see you again. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You are looking well. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I uh, I hear you've been busy. Um, well, if by busy you mean getting myself drunk for months on end, I suppose that's true. Um, unfortunately, the problem is I haven't been very, very busy recently. Well, let's just say my uh, my my eyes and ears have said that you have pulled yourself out of your latest watering hole and have been hmm, can't have, uh, have been wandering about Port Wander. Uh, you're here in football, I see. Yes, I'm here in football. I um, I need some information. Well, you've definitely come to the right place. <laughs> that's nothing, why I, nothing is free, of course. That's why but, I came uh, to Nothing is free, of course. I knew uh, you could help out Perhaps friend. you have information for me or something else of trade, but I, I, I have all kinds of information. What are you looking for? Um, <clears throat> I need access to some accurate star charts of Winterscale's realm. Accurate star charts of Winterscale's realm. Well, well, hmm. So, Winterscale's realm was 
you know, originally colonized by, by Sebastian Winterscale, uh, starts to kind of tap, drum his fingers against his desk. And he says, uh, however, ever since Sebastian left, things have kind of taken a downturn for, uh, for that family. People have, you know, other rogue traders have been nipping away at the edges. Uh, so, hmm, I mean, you could, are you looking for, uh, something in particular that you know of, or just general, general charts of all the stars there? I, well, of course I, I'm not asking out of, you know, idle curiosity, of course, there's something I'm looking for. Well, perhaps if you tell me what's there, then, uh, I can pass along my knowledge. Um, I would rather not. Well, quid pro quo, good sir. Um, well, perhaps there's some other information that, um, I might be able to provide you, and instead of that... Uh, hmm. He says, well, you, uh, you could divulge the, uh, some secrets of your, uh, of your... Um, of your, your, the rogue traitor that you, that you know well, the Lady Orleans, or perhaps, uh, that governor in Damaris? Mm. Well, let, let me think for a second. Um, tell me, what do you know of the, uh, the, uh, what do they call this, the, the, the witches that you have here on Footfall? The witches? Well, they, uh, I don't, I don't, I certainly don't trust them, and I don't, sometimes, uh, but many people here do, and so because of that, I, uh, I do, I do listen to what they say, but I take everything, mm, quite, uh, quite well salted from them. However, they do seem to have some strange powers that I can't quite understand. Yes, well, um, I've recently learned something about their motives and their plans. Perhaps that information would be of use to you? Uh, yes, yes it would. Perhaps you would care to exchange the relevant star charts? Well, I don't have the star charts. I don't, I'm not in possession of a lot of things besides information, good sir, but perhaps, how about this? I will give you information that I believe will get you those star charts. How does that sound, good sir? I think we have a deal. All right. So what do you tell him? I tell him that um, the witches are looking for a mysterious planet called the Pearl, and they believe that they will find it within the next couple of years, Mm -hmm. and that there's some ancient prophecy connected with this mysterious planet that they think will bring them incredible glory and power. Okay. And he asks you what the Pearl is, like, I tell him it's a planet. It's a planet. Yeah. And it's a great planet? They certainly think so. (laughs) He says, well, that is is most useful. Uh, The, uh... Um... mm, Make a charm test. I make it on the nose. Make it on the nose. Um... He says, well, they're, uh, the man with the most star charts is, is the, the heir of Winterscale. His name is, uh, 
um, Caligos Winterscale. He resides and he names the planet. It's on the very edge of Winterscale's realm. And it's sort of the capital, or it's sort of the, you know, the, the kingdom, the place where the where Winterscale himself lives. Caligos is the, is the most recent, um, you know, kind of heir. And uh, he says, now, he won't, of course, willingly give you uh, any information if you simply knock on his door, but I have, uh, shall we say, some dirt on, uh, on Winterscale. Perhaps you could uh, arrange for, your, for, for this information to stay under wraps in exchange for the Star Charts. So he... Uh, I nod. He, uh, he says, uh, uh, one of Winterscale's captains uh, destroyed a Carolstine ship about a year ago. He uh, he hid the information very well, and, and no one ever found out that he did it. Eventually, it was blamed on Eldar or something. Wait, one of Winterscale's captains destroyed a Carolstein ship? Yes. Interesting. And, uh, you know, but if one ever went back to the place of that attack, one might be able to find evidence that it was a winter scale ship that was part of that attack, and I'm sure he would not want the Karolsteins to find out that his family was behind it. Another thing is, you know, he has this business deal with... Uh, Does he give me the coordinates of the battle? Uh, sure, he, he tells you where it happened. What kind of ship is this? Karolstein is my ancient... My, my house's ancient enemies... We kind of have a blood feud going, but it, it's kind of died down on the fact that both of our families are almost extinct now. If we can explore the wreckage of his ship, he might just find the star charts if he was using them to navigate his own ship. I agree. Um, and, uh... <laughs> no, the, like, he explains the little more details of that incident, and the, the ships, like, one of the ships was completely destroyed. The other ship was badly damaged and, and hauled off. You wouldn't find anything there but debris. Except the evidence that it was Winterscale's ship. You right? might be able to find that. That's, you, could, you could tell Winterscale that. Maybe you could find it, but who knows if you actually could. Oh, so we're not going to these coordinates. Well, you could, but... I mean, that's up to you. Um, he says, Winterscale also has this deal with uh, Jeremiah Blitz. That's another rogue trader uh, who operates in the Expanse. And... Um, they're splitting ore that's mined from some stations at the at the uh, fringes of Winterscale's realm. But uh, what Blitz doesn't know is these stations are actually mining four times at the rate that Winterscale claims. Um, all right, I think uh, I think that was um, profitable exchange for both of us. I, I think so. I think Mr. so. Mr. Belaris, it was, uh, as always, a pleasure doing business with you. Uh, come back any time. Thank you. All right. Um, well, that's going on. Uh, no, Rubius, you are approached kind of in a, in, at, uh, near the ship, after, a little bit after you disembark. Maybe you're scouring around for a good drinking hole. You're approached by this huge man. He's like six foot four. He... Uh, He's got um, kind of broad shoulders, a big square jaw. He wears a uh, brimmed black hat. Uh, wears green fatigues over some sort of armor. Um, kind of sidles up to you and he says, uh, We met before. 
You don't look familiar. I've met lots of folk. I think we have, but can't quite place you. He kind of like looks down into your eyes. My my, my name is Jad. He reads out to shake your hand. Says, uh, Jared? Can't say it. Jad. Can't say ever have much use for a second name. I'm sorry, Jed? Jad. Jad, you, 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 you deaf and dumb, sir? <laughs> Can you spell that? <laughs> That's J A D. Oh, Jad. Oh, your, your, your accent's a bit thick, as is your, uh, perhaps your skull. <laughs> well, I don't recall anybody named Jad. I, I would uh, suggest you just sidle off there, partner. Well, I, I, I figured I'd, I'd meet you here, and, and. How'd you figure that? Well, well, uh. Yeah. He kind of looks aside. I don't really like to talk about it. <laughs> he says, well, alright, maybe I shouldn't be telling you this. A couple days ago, after I got through fucking this horde out in the ninth precinct, I had this feeling or a dream or something that I'd oh, meet yeah. up with you. And, um, I'm not sure if it was that great pussy or that stim that we snorted that night, but, you know, I saw your face clear as day and now here you are. Hmm. Well, what can you relate to me of this dream? Besides from seeing my face. He said, well, we were, we were, we were kicking some ass together. That's, that's what that dream was about. Hmm. Look, I don't really like to talk about this. Maybe I'll tell you more later. It's not a good place. Kicking some ass together, huh? So anyway. What, so what would you have of me? Well, what do you want? To kick ass with you. Well, I'm a leader of these here iron maggots, and iron you know, we're, we're fighting men for hire. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we're looking to crack some heads. Is that your, is that what your group is called, the Iron Maggots? That's right. Hmm. Have I heard of them? Mm, no. No. <laughs> you don't need to make a How many in your company? Uh, well, there's eight of us all together. What sort of weaponry? What sort of resources do you got? He's got this, he's got a chain, he's got a big chain sword at his side. He taps the hilt, and it kind of makes a quick vroom, like it's trying to awaken back up to life, but he doesn't grab it all the way. Easy there. <laughs> he says, you, so you guys are looking for some, uh, some intellectual muscle? Perhaps. In the near future, that might be handy. What other resources do you got? What's, like, do you got any heavy equipment? you got any vehicles? No, we're kind of cast-offs, if you know what I mean. I do. Cast-offs, you say. Yeah, most of, most, most of our company's been... Well, we've been wiped out, I have to say, but the most grizzled and veteran amongst us are the ones still alive. And I'm their leader. Hmm. You're right. This could be promising. I can bring it to uh, someone's attention that might be able to... Uh, so you, tra- okay. you travel with a bird? Is that kind of what I gathered? <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> A bird. <laughs> Look, where can I just tell me where where are you uh, pulled up at? Uh, the most of my men are back there. He points to some uh, some sort of big eating establishment that was like half a block down. Well, if I was to come looking for you, where could I find you? Say at any part of the day. Uh, more more likely than not. He says, "Be uh, better if I found you." Uh. You gonna be around here? Well, I'll be around footfall for a few more days. I'm not sure exactly where, but you seem to have been able to find me easy enough. 
Um, he says, "Yeah, come meet me. Come meet me at the Bears Den. That's what we'll be." Bears Den. All right, I'll go talk to uh, my betters about this and see what they think. All right, if, you're for, if you're looking for some good stim, I can take you down to that precinct. Uh, no thanks. All right. I just had some kick-ass drugs recently myself. <laughs> of a different sort. Yeah. No, I'm okay. All right. Thank he, you, though. He Jad. He kind of soldiers off. Hmm. For the record, what can you relate to me of this dream is Mount Rubius' biography. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it's going to be called. <laughs> That was the greatest quote I've ever heard. <laughs> what can you relate to me of this dream? <laughs> okay, well, I'll just uh, mull this over and um, tell Von Vogel when I see him about these, this Jad and his eight-man squad. Maybe see if we can find some information out about him more. Uh, sure. Hmm. We need to acquire more lackeys by investigation. That is the easiest way to get them. Oh <laughs> <coughs> no! It is fate, not credits, that have decreed that you will be with us. <laughs> oh no! Your starting salary is the satisfaction of knowing that your vision is being fulfilled. It is your destiny. <laughs> I suppose that would improve the profit factor. All right. So, uh, so let's. See. You guys doing anything else? Then uh, Mr. Orleans will be showing up. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, uh, you got a you got a message that uh, he's arrived in the main poor area where rogue traders like to disembark. Okay, I gotta talk to him. Okay, you're uh, invited on board his ship. He's got this. Uh, he's got a big. Like barge, like it's a it's a transport ship. It's uh, does not have any weaponry on it. Like it doesn't have like a macro cannon or a lance on it. It's got like point defense turrets, but it doesn't have ship to ship weapons. Okay. Um. So uh, uh, you've you've met him before uh, a few times. You know, not like you've had any in depth conversations with him, but you definitely remember him and. Uh, is that good day, sir? Welcome to uh, welcome to my ship. Good to see you again. You said his name was Simon. Simon, yeah. Good to see you again, Simon. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, uh, understand from from my cousin that you're looking for uh, some transport. What's what we've got at? Yes. Well, I've um, I've uncovered some potentially lucrative information. As you know, I've kind of been out of things recently. Mm-hmm. Ever since, well, anyway, um, but um, but I've recently um, I've recently learned of a, of a possible well of some of some information that might be uh, extremely valuable to me and perhaps um, perhaps to uh, your family as well if if a suitable arrangement can be made. Uh, and what is this information? I'm not. Well, I've, I've, I've learned of the uh, possible location of, uh, of a warp-capable military-level spacecraft. Well, that, that is excellent, good sir. Derelict and, and ready, to be, uh, you know, ready to be claimed by a poor 
miserable rogue trader who <coughs> lost his ship. And uh, <coughs> I suppose all you need is for me to take you there. Well, it's um, <coughs> you know, if it was that easy, of course, it wouldn't actually still be there. No, um, I have, as I said, I know that I know I've I've learned enough to prove to my satisfaction that the ship definitely exists. But its location, uh, well, we're still working on that. We have um, we have some leads, but um, but no, I'm afraid it, it may wind up to be a slightly more extended uh, journey than a simple point-to-point transport. So I need to take you to one or two other places, and then we would arrive at the ship. Yes. Um, well, that doesn't seem to be too bad, as long as uh, it's not dangerous, is it? Um, I have no reason to believe that it will be any more dangerous than ordinary space travel in the Corona's expense. That's good. Well, the, sh- the ship is not, is not well weaponed, but uh, not well outfitted, but we are fast. We can get out of danger uh, should there be trouble. I don't, I don't anticipate trouble, but you never know. Um, there are... Um, yeah, you never know. So it's always good to be prepared. So when we find the ship, will it, it won't have a crew, will it? Uh, no, certainly not. So, hmm, will we be bringing extra crew, or would you, would I loan you some of my crew? Um, well, our our first destination is another colony world, um, what's the name of the planet of, that he said Winterscaled Air was on? I didn't write it. Oh gosh, um, it's on Pacus, P-A-K-U-S. Our first destination is Pacus, which I believe is a fairly populated, well-populated planet. Um, yes. I, I guess it is. My, my intention is to uh, uncover the, uh, the definite location of the ship on that planet, and if I am able to do so, we should be able to obtain a crew there, okay. or at least a skeleton crew. Right. And the new ship, is it fully, is it, you said it's warp-capable... Uh, its warp drive has sustained some amount of damage. The amount is mm. unclear. So perhaps we should bring some spare parts and things. Yes. Hmm. I can make arrangements for that. Yeah, that um, seems like a reasonable reasonable precaution. Well, that's, that's good. So we start to uh, talk about some payment for, for the Orleans family for this... Uh, of, course. Uh, of course, of um, course. You know, I was thinking that uh, we've, we've worked together um, very well in the past. As you know, my, my fortunes are not currently um, all that great. But I, I, if, this, uh, if this venture is successful, I have no reason to believe I won't be up and running again uh, within a couple of months. Um, uh, perhaps we could... Uh, uh so he starts talking about uh, money and different ventures that you guys have worked on together and... Some ideas of payments, uh, they boil down to some achievement points by the, by the end of it all. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, sure, it's better, make, better than I, make, a, make a bargain test. Better than I expected, actually. Bargain. Better skill. Better skill, or you use... Barter? Uh, you barter. Use, yeah, barter. I don't have barter. It's not, I don't think it's not on my list. The basic skill. Okay. Um, I have... Charm and command and inquiry and like every other fellowship skill, but not barter. Do you, not have, do, you, do you have commerce? Yes, I do have commerce. It seems like a rogue trader should have it's commerce is an advanced skill. skill. 
Yeah, um, maybe maybe this could, is a commerce you could, test. You could use commerce with mm, minus 20 if that's better. Better than half your fellowship? It is, yes, better than half my fellowship. Slightly. Alright, well, he had two degrees of failure. Well, that would be an average roll for me. So let's see. Uh, that is in my commerce is 32. So that zero is degrees. zero degrees of failure. Okay, so you're. Uh, yeah, you're a degree ahead. Um, two degrees. Two degrees ahead. Well, two degrees if ahead. you said he had two degrees of failure. Alright. Unless um, you were giving him plus 10. No, no, no. Um, so, he's, so by the end of the negotiations, it's just 25 achievement points. So. Okay. All right, that's more than fair. Well, let's see. Actually, I don't know what more than fair. Twenty-five. That's a medium-sized quest, right? No. So, well, it's like like a like a quest, like a story arc, tends to get you oh two to five profit factor. Twenty-five achievement points is the equivalent of a quarter of one profit factor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's more or less. I don't understand. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Profit factor is. Uh, I know my background goes from one to three. <laughs> oh, it goes from like twenty to one hundred. Profit factor. Can we start with a positive profit factor? We don't have a profit factor because we do not have it. We actually do uh, probably have a profit factor because of the sh- the colony that I helped found and other previous. They yeah, you guys, you guys have trades. something, but we're not worrying about. But it we're not until we have our ship. It's not really relevant because we can't expand on it at all. Uh, all right, we, so we strike a deal with him. Yeah. Cool. So you maybe like on the back of your character sheet, note note like negative twenty five achievement uh, points somewhere. Probably should have like a place where you track achievement points because that's kind of the currency that road traders deal in. Uh, I'll put profit factor over here too. You don't have to worry about what it is right now. But. Okay. Um, alright. So, alright, so you guys are off, then. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I mean, do you tell me about this guy's band? Oh, yeah. Um, think we have any need of extra muscle? Yeah. We seem to be collecting, <laughs> we seem to be collecting a bunch of, you know, I took this guy on... <laughs> Because I thought it was destiny. I didn't really expect him to show up with a bunch of his friends. <laughs> it's kind of more than I bargained for. <laughs> yeah. Put him on hold for a while. Will you vouch for him? Huh. Lantern job freak that he is? No. Mm. I'm not. I never even heard of these iron maggots. What? Um, I'll, I'll interview him. All right. I'll, I'll give him an interview. Sure. Say he dreamed about you. Yeah, so, after you had sex with a whore and did some drugs. <laughs> it's a very know. specific ring to have. <laughs> Say we're kicking some ass. Uh, sure. Uh, make make that test against your scrutiny. As you ask him a bunch of questions, tells you about his military history. He's actually spent most of his time in the Imperium. This is. Uh, uh, you also had a dream where you were kicking ass with a bunch of guys. This, this is one his, of them. This is his first venture into the expanse. Would that be uh, a post test? Good question. Um. Be opposed to this what is that he's trying to deceive you. What is he? Um, or a charm, you know? I, I ask him. I ask him if he if he write, if he usually has visions like this. Uh, so when you start to ask him about visions, he gets kind of defensive and doesn't really want to talk about it much. And he says, 
Mm. No, no, that's not the first one. Yeah. Um, I asked him what he hope. What is hope? What, what is he hoping to get out of this expedition? Um, some combination of employment and adventure seems to be his motive. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, I my scrutiny is seems like he's 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 just kind of had enough with. Uh, being bossed around. I have two degrees of failure in my scrutiny test, which is a pretty good considering my scrutiny is 13. <laughs> um, that's another one that's not on the road trip list. Uh, you don't detect that he's lying about anything. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, he, he seems to be, you know, kind of fed up with being bossed around and being, you know, used as cannon fodder. And uh, that's how he feels his superiors were in the, in the Imperium. <laughs> Give me more of the same Give me more of the same Fuck, he came to the wrong He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he he lost three quarters of his maggots and he's, 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 tired, he's tired of it. Operation Get Behind the Maggots. Alright, um, because I. Because. Because I feel like something weird is happening with this adventure, I will agree to take him on on a provisional basis. Alright. Have I recognized him from any of the dreams that I had? Um, hmm. I tell him he has to. He still has to prove himself in combat before I'll agree to keep him permanently. Uh, make a test against your intelligence. All right, punch you in the face. You and you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, do that. Fight to the death. What the joker does, right? Failure. Yeah. Um. No, you know, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Draco, uh, before we take off, uh, we have some uh, things we might need to requisition. Uh, should we do it here or should we do it on Pagus? What? Uh, we should probably do it here. Unless you're looking for redneck Hicks, Pagus is probably not a very good place to get supplies. Uh, Hicks aren't on the list. Uh, first are, thing I need is a chameleon cloak for my own personal use. I used to have one of these, but I lost it. <laughs> uh, so anything I need it's really hard is find, it's really close. Uh, the Sword of Drusus has no function warp drive. We're going to need to fix it. And by we, I mean me. And so I made a list of probable things I'd need to fix the warp drive. Here it is. Yeah, Simon said something about requisitioning those parts. Um, Simon says, get some parts. <laughs> I'm guessing Simon doesn't know shit about this compared to me. Uh, so maybe you'd best use my list. Okay. All right. Um... Is, what rarity is a chameleon cloak? It's rare. But uh, it's not very rare. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't have access to stuff that's rare. I okay. say, uh, that's not something we can requisition at the moment, unfortunately. I've already got connections, man. May, um, look, I'm, I'm pretty much in survival mode at this point. Um, when, when this mission is complete, there might be some... Rewards going up that I can spread around, but right now things are just—it's just not—it's just not possible for me to get stuff like that. All right, I'll just tell you word for it. But if I say something else, I don't know the chameleon cloak. I'm taking it. Uh, okay. Just as long as it's not someone else on my crew. Uh, okay, so um, you take that list to uh, to uh, Mr. Orleans. Sure. Uh, I'll go with him. I'll introduce him. All right. He he introduces you to his uh, his resident tech priest on board, and and uh, you guys compare notes and pick up a few extra things. All right. That that you were on your list, but not on his. 
This should do it. Okay. Uh, Anybody else? Kind of, you guys are kind of like brainstorming because you don't know what's wrong with this warp drive. I mean, really, I mean, you know that, that the warp drive was somewhat functional, but not fully functional. So that kind of gives you some clues. But like, how could a warp drive work but not work well enough to get you home? By the way, his man is class and barely graduated academy. <laughs> Oh, it is just a bold prayer. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, uh, anybody else have anything they want to do before we leave football? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that this Jad guy understands, like his the higher, the the higher scheme of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's basically the same you rank as you, but with less seniority. <laughs> Since you were hired two weeks before him. <laughs> 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 uh, so do you, you so do you tell him now, Rugus, that he's to answer to you? Oh, do I tell Jab? Yeah, do you tell Jab that, or uh, I say shit rolls downhill and you're in the defilade. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Von Vogel up here, he's kind of like the sphincter. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like the shoot, and you're the, you're the hole. Where it goes into it, so you can understand. Yeah. And I can look over his men too. I haven't met them all. I want to look at them all and see this, you know, kind of like what they look like. Size them up, you know. Yeah. Just proof. Take a heart pose when you do an examination. Open your mouth. They look like, you know, soldiers who've been through some things, but they don't look like, mm, you know, they rose through the ranks. They more look like they were plucked from a high world. In your your veteran eye. Jad, on the other hand, looks like he could pack some punch. Yeah, that guy looks like he could kick some ass if he needed to. But his when you meet his maggots, they're 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 not as impressive as he is. Okay. I'll hang out with them a while and kind of get a feel for their camaraderie and just you know how much of a unit they are as well. Uh, they've been through some shit together, so okay. yeah, they 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 you know they have their own kind of lingo and. Um, yeah. What kind of equipment? Uh, what kind of equipment do they have? It's, uh, it's pretty one of them has a chameleon cloak. <laughs> <laughs> they all have chameleon cloak. <laughs> it's pretty sparse. I mean, they're wearing you know flak armor. Um, they're they're seem to be melee com- melee combat specialists. You would think because they all have chain axes and they only mm-hmm. use pistols. So I mean, they can obviously shoot from a distance, but they're just using uh, las pistols and chain axes. So they don't have they have pretty bottom barrel equipment. Okay. Um, uh, Jad has a chain sword, and it's like a gigantic chain sword. It's like one that requires two hands for him to use, and hmm. requires a six foot four frame to swing it. Does dodge for only for melee attacks? No, it's for both. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll start hanging out with them. Okay. But that's really about it. All right. So uh, you guys um, head off through the warp. We'll make a couple of rolls for uh, their. Navigator and tech priest as they uh, navigate through the warp, and, and uh, the uh, warp is you know it's kind of unnerving as it usually is when you travel through there. You know they close all of the uh, the void windows that you don't see outside into the chaotic miasma of the warp, um, and it's an unsettling experience. But you guys are no worse for wear, and uh, you arrive at Pacus. How long does it take? Oh, 
Where's that map? You guys will be keeping track of weeks when you have your own ship, but this is not really relevant right now. Uh, two and a half weeks of travel time in the war. Definitely time to practice any skills you might need. Alright, so, uh, yeah, this planet is, uh, the, uh, hometown of, of, um, Caligo's winter scale, and it's a very, you know, winter scale centric planet. Uh, it's got a very large colony uh, on it. There's uh, there's a space station, and then there's a lot of shuttles that take you down to the colony surface. Um, the planet is uh, habitable, but it's not particularly uh, you know, lush. It's a very rocky planet, but it has an atmosphere. Uh, you don't need uh, void suits or survival suits or anything to be on it, which is probably why it was chosen for, for a colony. It's got a yeah, relatively normal-ish gravity and oxygen levels and things like that. Um, so what's planet? So I assume this this Simon guy has an astropath on the ship, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll check the travel with So it's fine. Well, I'm thinking it'd be nice to have a little insurance before we just head down there. What's the security like? If you think we could uh, break into his house, you can get me near one of his computers. I could open it up like fine woman. Wouldn't even need to talk to a man. But as he is the head of a massive intergalactic empire, so maybe it'd be best to use that as a secondary plan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Winter Scale is kind of known for uh, being inclusive, like he deals with lots of other rogue traders. He's not a uh, uh, sort of a deal maker. He's also kind of known for having a temper, though, so uh, people watch out for him a little bit because of that. But he clearly hasn't gotten into his, into his way over the years because he's made so many deals with so many people. All right, I um, I make up a uh, before we head down to the surface. I make up a, um, a a secure data file containing the information that I got from um, <coughs> Valorous, and I give it to Simon, um, and I you know. Um, Let's see. How do we want to do this? I um, I give it. I give it. I maybe I encrypt it. I give it to Simon, and I um. Let's see. How much? The question is, how much do I trust? How much do I trust? I think it's probably pretty. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah.
I explained that um, <clears throat> that that uh, we're here to blackmail Wintersdale into giving us some valuable information, and that the information is on this disc. Ah. If I don't come back, here's the people you should send it to. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> gotcha. Give me 24 hours, and if I'm not back then, go ahead and send it to, you know... Right. Uh, the, the, the people. The, the various people who it. would be interested in it, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. And so, yeah, he's going to stay, like, at the space station. Right. Just, just basically a holding dock. And uh, uh, you arrange for your transport down to the planet's surface. Um, assume the four of you are going. Are you bringing anyone else? Uh, yeah, we'll take the mercenaries. Okay. Uh, Alright, you're... You're greeted down at the surface. There's, uh, um, there is a, a port, you know, I don't know, chief who asks you what your business is and why you arrived. And stuff. I introduce myself as um, <clears throat> Captain Draco von Vogel, rogue trader. I say I'm here to meet with. Uh, What's the guy's name again? Uh, Caligos Winterscale. Caligos Winterscale, about a matter of mutual interest. Okay. Um, he Once he recognizes that you're a rogue trader, he, he starts treating you with the most utmost respect all of a sudden and uh, um, uh, brings you to a, a very fine establishment where your uh, you know, bags are taken, you know, your, your feet are put on plush carpets. All of you are shown the same... Uh, lavish treatment, and uh, and the message is quickly sent off. So uh, uh, a few hours go by, and uh, you receive a return note that Caligos um, will receive you oh, the following day at noon. Okay. Um, I quietly make some inquiries about potentially recruiting some crewmen. Um, for an expedition mm. in the in the city while we're waiting. Uh, sure, make any courageous. Uh, I fail. Ooh. I have one degree of failure. Um, this this planet is somewhat populous, but um, you know, we kind of this, this isn't really the. Uh, sort of planet if you want to go like pressing people into your service or I mean you could you could probably hire you know if you said you were trying to hire people you might be able to get some uh, but you don't get any immediate leads on how to get large well, we don't need a large crew we just need a skeleton crew yeah you're probably going to need uh, let's see You don't know the size of the ship, but you're imagining it's several hundred people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would be a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Two, three, four, something in that, something in that neighborhood. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, your inquiry kind of tells you that this planet's probably not the best for it, but it might serve. Uh, are you going to try to uh, recruit crew and... Uh, um. No, no, I'll talk to him first. Not now. Okay. Um, after, after, assuming things go well, I will. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so he meets with you. He's kind of an elderly guy, but still in okay health. Um, 
he uh, um, see, he'll meet with you and one other person. Who do you want to bring with you? Hmm. Think about this for a minute. And some John and Servo Skull. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, the, the crazy psychopath warrior, <laughs> the mysterious tech priest, or the uh, uh, the staunch companion. Um, I'll take six. Okay, two of you are uh, are are shown in, and um, it's got like. There and whatnot, and uh, he's sitting on. He, he's sitting behind. Uh, I mean, he's sitting kind of near like this big desk where he's got all kinds of like paperwork and things like that, kind of strewn all over the place. Uh, and his chair is like a automatic chair that he kind of drives around the room. He drives it and he dr- drives it over to the center of the room where there's some uh, smaller chairs for you guys to sit on. And, um, he, he says, uh, Tackle von Vogel, I uh, was not expecting your presence. Uh, yes, um, it's unfortunate that we have to meet under these circumstances. But circumstances require that I be more direct than I usually prefer. Uh, I enjoy direct uh, speech, so spit it out, sir. I have been recently learned some troubling things about the operations that have been going on in this region of space, and I'm here to investigate. You're here to investigate my realm, is that what you're saying? Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> Mr. Winterscale, there have, um, my uh, my associate uh, uh, uh my associate, um, um, what's his name? The, what's, what's his first name? Oh, uh, Jeremiah. My associate, Jeremiah Blitz, has um, learned some, uncovered some troubling things about the, uh, the the mining operations, and he sent me to find out the truth. You and Blitz? I didn't know you guys uh, worked together. Well, it's not common knowledge. After all, you... you an investigator whose work is known is that much less effective. Hmm, well. Hmm, Blitz, yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> what does he want? Well, <clears throat> our, our, our current association is, um, a, so we say a delicate one, and um, I was hoping that, that uh, you know, I, haven't, I have not yet... Um, Passed on the information that I have that I have uncovered to him, and I was came to you to see if perhaps you would like to make a better offer. Oh, so you're one of these, eh? Better offer, so hmm. Well, I bet it's those minute. What do you want, <laughs> sir? What, what information do you have? Well, <clears throat> my investigation has um, uh, taken a few unexpected turns, and I have uncovered some potentially profitable information that I wish to exploit um, on my own. But uh, in order to do so, I require some information from you. And uh, in exchange for this information, I would be willing to um, 
shall we say, um, uh, assure Mr. Blitz that uh, all is well. So what you're telling me is that you're a two-timing blackmailer who will turn his back on even his own friend. Um, well, he's just, you know, not paying me enough. A.K.A. rogue trader. <laughs> <laughs> he, he slams his fist on the table. If you're, if you, and his face starts to turn red. He says, if you're such a two-timing man, you're going to two-time me with this information. Um... Mr. Uh, Mr. Winterscale, circumstances have not been kind to my house recently. I can assure you that I would never stoop to these kinds of tactics if I possessed the means common to most rogue traders. I believe that if this mission is successful, I won't have to worry about working for such people as Mr. Blitz anymore anyway. I wouldn't huh. really blackmail you, but I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> if you give me the shite, I'll be rich. I don't want to blackmail anyone. It makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Until I'm poor again. Well, you you make a convincing argument, sir. Um, all right, make a test. You can choose deceive or charm. Uh, uh, charm, either definitely. Either way is fine. Uh... Could they get plus 30? Okay, with a plus 30, let's see, that's 82, so 5 degrees of success. 5 degrees of success. Alright, he says, well, alright, so what, so, uh, so if we keep this quiet, uh, uh, did you tell him what the information was about yet? No, he says, you're going to have to tell, give me the information so that I know you actually have it, sir. Oh, well, I've uncovered that the um, <clears throat> the so-called even split at the mining operations at, um, what was the planet's name? Uh, are, um, at your mining operations that you're supposedly cooperating with. Uh, Mr. Blitz are in fact heavily slanted in your favor. Yeah, so, so I figured you were, <laughs> this whole thing was about. Those planets are quite profitable, I must say. Uh, um, Alright, so and, and what are you asking for in return? I need access to the um, star charts that your it was his father, right? Actually it's like his third great grandfather. Okay, that your um, ancestor Made while he was exploring the expan the, the this particular area of the expanse. Hmm. Uh, access to the star charts. Well, you don't ask for too much, sir. Um, he says. Uh, um, just for a few hours, or. Um. I don't anticipate it taking longer than a day or two to find what I'm looking for. Well, you don't ask for too much. Uh, that sounds like a bargain. All right. He reaches out his hand. All right, I think we have a deal then. I shake his hand. Okay. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, so you, you going to come back or are you going to... I send for uh, Zidar and... Okay. Um, um, Tell him that we've, we've gained access legitimately to the star charts. All right. So he can pr- proceed with his uh, search. Of I have my program ready to go. All right. These star charts are, are not put into a computer anywhere. It's You're going through, like, 
books upon books in this huge library. And there's a librarian who's been instructed to show you around. Uh, it does have, uh, it does have a computer up front that kind of tells you where the books are that you're looking for, perhaps. But it, but none of the information is codified. Alright, I get everybody working on this. <laughs> hey, Jack! <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I send Handsome John to work. Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he doesn't have any, like, skills, so I don't know if he'd, uh, think about that. Is there literacy? Uh, yeah, he basically just kind of reports back to you. I don't know, you could look it up, but, uh, I don't think you could give him complicated instructions like look for a planet with these many dwarf planets or something. Three planets, eight dwarf planets, binary star system with unstable orbit in this particular region of space. I mean, we have a pretty good starting point, so we just kind of go out in concentric circles from that spot. Right, right. And where's your starting point? Um, Where that battle was? They said they went five weeks... Which would put them, you know, one, two, three, four, five. So we don't really have a good feeling on the north. I mean, we kind of have base. We have so we we know it's you know somewhere somewhere in here, and right. then we add to that the coordinates that we know, right? And that gives us our starting point. So it's it's you know presumably somewhere either by Solus and Carmine or Selden's Folly or somewhere in that in between there. Okay, sure. So, yeah, everyone who's looking can make an inquiry test. I don't know. Handsome John is a... It says that he has one skill that suits his purpose, and uh-huh. Handsome John's purpose is recorder, so... So... Literacy? Yeah. Probably has literacy, then. Right, but you couldn't, like, explain exactly what you're looking for. I don't think it's that smart, and it would, like, report back It's int is 15. Okay, sure, you can make a roll on, on int 15 for him. Okay. Um, yeah, so considering how much information you have, uh, and, you know, you also have the information about what one of the planets looks like. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll give you guys a plus 40 on the inquiry rule. Inquiry is fellowship, which somehow uh, doesn't that seem, does not seem right. appropriate. Is Maybe better? logic? <laughs> um... Yeah, sure. Or intelligence, or intelligence, or uh, increase. Yeah, I guess increase like gossip. Literacy test, maybe. <laughs> well, I have to evaluate. What do I have here? Oh, yeah, I did Common lore navigation might be what we want. Common lore, Corona. Does defense. anyone have Does anyone have any lore skills that might be helpful? I have war and navy. I have scholastic lore, astromancy, common lore, Corona's expanse. Um, I have, and astro- common lore, I have astromancy too. Common lore, Imperium. All right, I'd say, yeah, all of those will give you a plus ten. Uh, each, you know, each. And then is it an int test? Yeah, me against int. Yeah. Okay. I'll just roll. Uh, I see where I'm at then. I, ha- I get like. All right, but your degrees of success are going to matter. Um. Uh, all right, one, two, like eight degrees plus or something. Plus forty, so I have, I have plus sixty total, which puts my score at one hundred one. 
So I have 35, so that's 6 degrees of success. Okay, you guys would have had to roll horribly to to not find it. So, uh, yeah, so your, 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 um, your research pretty quickly leads you to um, this star system, this planetary system, which is called uh, Cannibalis, which is... Uh, interesting in that it is not binary, but everything else about it matches up. Like, it's at the coordinates that match up with your coordinates. Um, it's got the eight dwarf planets. Um, and it has uh, the the second planet from the star is noted as having been explored by uh, one of Winterscale's, um, uh, you know, forebearers. And it is noted as having two large volcanic islands on it. So, uh, which is what, you know, Mel Rubius was telling you about. <laughs> so, uh, you kind of look at the history of what that was about. It seems to have uh, a human population on it that was there before it was discovered. Um, they seem to live a primitive lifestyle, and the planet... Uh, doesn't have great uh, mineral resources. It's been used primarily to uh, gather people from occasionally. Like if they if they're in the area and they need more people, they'll like stop there and basically, uh, you know, capture you know a hundred people or what have you to to uh, recoup from people who were lost at war. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all it's used for. It doesn't have a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't seem to have a lot of use to winter scale or, or, or any of the other rogue traders. They don't seem to make a lot of okay. about it. What about the other nearby systems? Um, so there there are uh, yeah, there's various other systems that are, you know, all sorts of distances from it. Um, it's in an area of space that's not very dense with other explored areas. Like there's other there's a few other systems, most of them like don't have any habitable planets, so they kinda of just move on. Okay. I can we, like, copy down the chart for that specific area of space and take it with us? Sure. All right. We do that. All right. So you have all the information about that area uh, that is known to the Winterscale family anyway. All right. Um, so the next step is to see if we can try and recruit a crew, a skeleton crew on this planet. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, what... Uh, like, um, Simon Orleans, his ship has got, you know, about a thousand people on it. So he could use some of his crew temporarily as a, as a skeleton crew also. Uh, okay. I mean, would that be better? Uh, you'd need to at least take some of his crew because they know how to, like, operate a starship. Right. Right. If you just grab 100% randoms, like, they're kind of useless. You gotta have like well, about five well, percent. We're gonna have a, a few weeks to train them while we're on on route. Um, sure. So I mean, they won't be completely useless. Yeah. Um, Can we put an ad on Caligus list? <laughs> on uh, yeah, right. On Craigslist. Craigslist. Craigslist slash Caligus. Can I have this? Didn't think we'd get there yet. Um. You're, you're able to pull up some books. Okay. We won't go into it. No, right. we'll, have, we'll have some rules for it next time you need it. Fair enough. Um, but you're able to recruit, say, 200 people. All right. Uh, you uh, 
I think one of the ways that you do it is you make promises. So you kind of like expound about how their life is going to be better on your ship and uh, and that, you know, it's the place to be. You're going to treat them really well. That's one way to get... There, there's a few ways that's in the rules on how to pick up people, but that's like an easy one. Right. Uh, it's just that if you don't eventually kind of start doing those things, they, that your morale might start dropping, but that's sort of the disadvantage of that method. Okay. But... Uh, it's it's a pretty trite I love true way to get I love making promises. <laughs> I've been doing it the last three sessions. <laughs> three sessions. Yeah. Okay, so you have some folks. And uh alright, and so off you go. Uh so you tell Simon about uh about this yeah. planet and the coordinates that you're headed to. Do you warn him that a Strixus fleet is headed there too? No. Okay. I I, I, I deliberately decided against mentioning that. Now, Rufus's vision had one of the stars wink out. I thought that was going to happen in the future. Turns out your vision's from the past. So you were part of this primitive tribe in a past life. I wasn't a primitive. I think you were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right. No priest. Yeah. Uh... There is a very slight unsettling of the warp. Um... As you as you travel there, you can all make willpower tests with plus thirty. Fail. I wow. Any degrees of failure? Four degrees of success. Zero degrees of success. Lots of degrees of well, not my willpower is not that good actually. One degree of success despite rolling under ten. Okay. You you and you fell with no degrees, right? All right. Uh, I'm upping my willpower. Um, Siegfried seems unsettled during the trip and uh, kind of acts agitated. Not kind of just paces around, doesn't train up his stats. Other than that, though, everything seems pretty normal. And, All right, uh, I, I I spend the trip um, like conversing with Simon and the rest of the crew and trying to get to know Zidar and uh, uh, Malrubius. Zidar and Malrubius a little bit better. Okay, um, and so it's about a. About a four-week trip, something like that. Um, the navigator rolled real well. Where did the... I, I couldn't find Praxis on... Or Paxis, or whatever it is. On it's that. not. It's near Lucian's Breath. Okay. Um, yeah, the planet you guys were going to is kind of near Barsuvin. Okay. It's, in the, it's, it's kind of in that general area. Um, so that would be one, two, three, four... Four. It's about four weeks. Chop off a week for the good roll. So it takes you guys three weeks to get there. Okay. Um, and you guys arrive near Barsuvium uh, at this planet called Cannabalus. And uh, you arrive in this. Arrive. Uh, you come in from your. Uh, the navigator lets you off right at the right at the perfect uh, warp entry point. So generally, the way warp travel works is that um, you can tr- you travel generally to the outskirts of a planetary system. You do not want to leave or enter the warp within a planetary system. Uh, it's kind of due to like the. I guess you don't want gravity pulling on your ship. I don't know what the what the reasons are, but it it seems to make the game run better. I guess if you can't just wink in and out any old time you want. So 
uh, I think believe the rules work such that uh, you know you're kind of that like a Lagrange point when you want to warp in or out. So there's a particular place, uh, you know, at the edge of every planetary system where you try to enter the warp to, uh, into. Um, so you traverse through a uh, kind of a very slight um, asteroid belt that it's not difficult to go around. And um, you enter the system where there's uh, two kind of, or is it, sorry, three like full, full normal planets as well as a bunch of dwarf eight. planets, eight, eight dwarf planets. Um, and as your sensors come in range of that second planet, you see that in fact it's a, it's a very watery planet with two large volcanic islands on it. And I drew no Strixus fleet. No, there is there is no uh, sensors. You know, they're on the they're on the uh, active scan the whole time, and they're not picking up anything around here. Or like be on the lookout for something that's you know not. No, don't fleet, say anything. But Looks kind of like one. <laughs> well, that's uh, roughly uh, what, the, what the planet looks like. Just like my dream. <coughs> so I think the plan is we have to go down there and figure out if they left. We we have to figure out where the ship went. Follow the vision, man. Was, go to the go to the devil. Was clearly pulled out of orbit when the star. So that's a volcano, and that's like a swimming. They built the temple on top of the ship. It makes perfect sense. It's that's that is a huge lake. Um, if you're asking what that is, is this like the resort next to the lake? Yeah, it must be a resort. Um, no, uh, that does appear to the, the sensors indicate uh, some like activities in that area uh, that uh, that could be human activity. Hmm. Message somewhere. Oh, I can't find it. So the uh, each of these islands has like a desert half, a huge mountain in the middle, and then a jungle half. Um, and both of them have lakes that are on the sort of the wet half of the pl- of the of the continent. And they're like giant, giant lakes, like the size of, uh, you know, Lake Erie or something. All right. How much do our scanners tell us from orbit? Can we? Uh, are there any large, like chunks of metal buried underneath any of the uh, on either of the islands? Um. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, the scanners could tell you something to that effect if if it was like literally giant. I mean, they do pick up you know sort of uneven you know rock ore formations that could be that, but nothing nothing uh, nothing points to something clear about that. No. Where is the population centered? Um, there's some like infrared. Uh, wavelength stuff that that obviously comes from the magma, but also from those sort of neatly ordered areas there, which would uh, usually correspond to like maybe a internal combustion engine or maybe a fire. 
Um, all right, I guess I think that's probably where we should land then. How precise can we get on the scanners? Can we find them? Can we zoom in on something as small as a temple? Uh, you can see, like, your resolution from orbit depends on a number of things, like the atmospheric conditions, weather, things like that. The weather's pretty decent here. Uh, you can you can get a resolution down to, like, city block size on the planet. Alright, so in your vision, you saw that star wink out. Yeah. So, just draw me a picture of where that star was in the sky, and I can use some basic astron- astronomical algorithms to determine on that day exactly where you were. That's where we're going to find the ship. Hmm. It's called astronomy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, you, hmm. The problem is you would also need to know the exact date that the vision took place. We know the exact date. It's the day that the star went supernova. But the star didn't go supernova. The only dates we have refer to the... Well, we don't know when the star went the, supernova. The, the, there was no... There was no, re- there was no reference in the in the history or... I, it did, in fact, it, it's certain that the star anywhere. did not go supernova, or the star system wouldn't be here. Well, the star, disappeared, the star disappeared, so... It, it seems most likely to me that the star got flung out of its orbit. Sure. I mean, something happened to it, so... I mean... On that planet, it was the most momentous event that happened in, you know, their history. So someone, one of the natives, at least should know the day. And once I know the day, I can find the location of the temple that we're looking for. Unless you got any better ideas, Captain. Well, we have to, we're, I mean, we're only interested in the point that, I mean, we should, we should figure out what we're looking for. Um, we need to know... We're looking for a needle in the haystack, man. Where the ship went. The ship was pulled out of orbit by the unstable orbit of the star, of the second of the second star that was in this system. So it doesn't seem unreasonable to guess that the ship might have and the star both might be in the same place or someplace similar. So you don't think the star's on you don't think the ship's on this planet? I don't think the ship Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that this ship is buried somewhere on this planet. They had to make planet fall. I don't think the ship is on the planet. No, what's on the planet is records that might tell us where the ship and the star went, what direction it was. Because this was all hundreds of years ago. Um, and if the star is like was like a uh, you know like a brown dwarf or something, it, it doesn't have, radiate any light or energy. We might not be able to find it without some kind of direction to go in. Records from spear chuckers? They weren't yeah, always damn mind. They weren't always spear chuckers, right? Several hundred years ago they were the survivors of a Imperial Navy ship that crashed on this planet. That's if we can find their original settlement, we might be able to find some records that they left behind. It's a kind of a long shot, but I, I don't I think it's probably the best we've got. Should get the maggots saddled up. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. 
I could be wrong. Maybe the ship's orbit decayed and it crashed on this planet. But if it did, I don't think it's ever going to get off the ground. It's like, yeah, it's like buried at the bottom of the ocean. If it's buried at the bottom of the ocean, I didn't think it was at the bottom of the ocean, but I thought it was under one of these temples. They built a temple on top of the remains of the ship. The ships, the ships, these ships are not designed to ever land or take off. They're assembled in orbit and only designed to be flown in orbit. It, it would not be able to survive re-entry intact. Oh, okay. If it if it re-entered and crashed on the planet, it would have to be like shuttled back into orbit, kind of chunk by chunk, and reassembled up there. It doesn't really work under its own weight on the surface of the planet. Um, okay, so you guys are are going to get in your shuttle, you yeah. get lighter. Um, what is it? Where is that thing? Um. Yeah, you guys should, like, name it or something. Actually, judging by this third transmission, their descendants might actually still pee on this planet. Um, all right, <laughs> I'm going to name it the Sparrow. All right, so you guys get on the Sparrow, and uh, uh, Zinfried gets behind the helm. Um, and you... Uh, so the Sparrow holds how many folks? It says on there, like, on the right. Nine crew, pilot, and co-pilot. Right, so pilot, co-pilot, nine crew. So a total of 11 people. If you wanted to bring the maggots, uh, you guys would be a total of 12. So I guess you're going to have to leave someone behind. Um, all right, maggot, stay and watch the ship. Watch over the ship. <laughs> all right. If we all die, you have to take up our quest. <laughs> <laughs> maggot number eight stays behind. Uh, the lucky one today. Um, okay, so where are you? Where are you headed? We're headed for the population center. Okay, uh, sure. So as you fly down, um, using the um, first the sensors on your ship, and then just your own eyesight as you as you look out the portholes, uh, you get a much closer view, which is that. And you can see that there's, um, you know, a lake that is formed at the bottom of this volcano. Uh, there's kind of this little rocky debris field that's in, in between the lake and the volcano. And then there's sort of different kind of houses, sort of huts more like, uh, kind of long houses. Uh, and one large building, which is on one side of the lake. Uh, there's a clearing kind of in, in this area on the, uh, I guess what would be the, the west side of the lake. And the rest of the area is very dense jungle. Alright, well, is it, what time of day is it? I mean, we come down, you know. You can choose what time of day you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll land in the mid-morning. And uh, we'll make a couple passes over the village to make sure that they know we're not trying to sneak in. Okay. This planet has fairly long days, like they're about a day and a half of an Earth day. Okay. Um, but it gets pretty hot in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Okay, we'll, so you're going to circle a few times overhead? Yeah. Uh, we'll scope the place out a little bit, see if we see anything significant um, or unusual. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, when... Uh, you guys make a couple of passes, it, see, it starts to get people's attention, and pretty soon there's a gathering uh, of folks you know, out in the clearings, and, and people are pointing up at the ship. Um, Tech level hmm? of people? How many? 
Tech no, level. What's their tech oh, their tech level. Make a make a scrutiny test. I guess this would actually be this is. Hmm. I suppose it would be awareness. Uh, massive failure. They are pretty small. Do you want to like get close enough where you're buzzing over their head? Uh, we'll eventually. We'll, we'll drop down to about fifty feet. Okay. Fifty feet up. Uh, yeah. So they're quite they're quite primitive. Uh, yeah. If you can get that close, um, you know they're wearing like skins and uh, they they have, like. Yeah, I guess they have they have some weapons in their hands. They have like any beads. They have spears. Should be a cake. We didn't need any. We didn't bring any beads. We don't want to kill them. What are yeah. beads? What are you talking about? We're trade beads. goods. Oh, beads. We didn't bring any trade. <laughs> I have a micro bead. It's a communicator. We need like some cheap jewelry and some uh, <laughs> like some feathers and some like paper or something. Yeah. Actually, I guess they don't. I guess they don't. Well, no, I take it back. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, no, cargo ship, right? There's some random cargo. Shit. We gotta have something that they want. Yeah. Can we bring like clothing, extra clothing and stuff down? Um, sure. Okay. All right. Here's my best plan. We go down the planet. We say we're the righteous nine. If any of the righteous nine descendants are there, they're gonna come looking for us. I think it's been too long. I don't. I'm, I, I, I want to say that we are um, we're explorers in search of ancient legends from around the galaxy, and we want to hear all of their oldest stories, and maybe they'll have a clue. I think if you spread the word Rogers Nine around, something might happen. Uh, well, we could say we've heard stories of the famous Rogers Nine. Sure. All right. Oh, okay, we land. Okay. Um, Do we have like a universal translator? Uh, or hope no. They speak, <laughs> hope they speak the same language. As we, we hope do. they speak mm, a pigeon version of low gothic. Okay, so are you going to land that big clearing uh, over there? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, your 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 ship is quickly surrounded by thirty you know, odd uh, primitive men and women, uh, and as you. Open your patch. Uh, they they start they start chanting at you. Uh, do do is this, do we can we make any sense out of what they're saying? Uh, no, no, it doesn't seem to be in, in a language that that you understand. Uh, it's kind of this odd sort of melodious chanting. It, it might not be words at all. Is there no linguistic skill? So secure the landing area. Uh, uh, yeah, if you want to. There's all sorts of linguistic skills in the game. Um, I mean, one, there, there's even there's even one where you, you can you know so many languages that you can just pick up a new language all but instantly through, through one conversation. You can pick up a new language. That sounds like a talent. Yeah, it's a talent. It's called like um, polygon. Um, yeah, that's it. Polygon. Does someone on Simon's crew have that? Um. Hmm. We're taking, we're, 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 we're taking we're, off another maggot and taking him down here if he does. Um, where uh, where is it in the game? Like I think it's like a it's Seneschal rank eight or something. It's pretty high up. Do we have a rank eight Seneschal in our crew? Uh, that'd be pretty sweet. We would not know who he was if the, if he existed. We would not know it. <laughs> and we would be we would have been working for him. This is it probably better to make sure that's what it's called before we start looking. It's called Polygon. 
I'll remember it now. Um, well, before before you before you get too far, one of them uh, comes forward and starts speaking to you guys, and it is in a language that's somewhat similar to the the Gothic languages that you know. That's close enough that you can make yourself understood in simple words. Okay. Um, I and he he he, 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 he says. Uh, have you come to claim warrior? I say, um, we are uh, explorers from the sky. We uh, have come to, um, we are in search of the most, um, the most impressive, the the most impressive legends, stories, tales, and, uh, and other, uh, Knowledge that we can find all across the stars, and we have come to your village because we hear, we have heard that your legends are among the most uh, glorious in all of the galaxy. He, he kind of looks at you quizzically and uh, um, says, uh, well, "Words, words, not making sense. Come, come with us." All right, all right, I. Um, I take, we will, I we take, will, we will, we will do the rituals. I, I leave three. Uh, not, I leave three, uh, three of the of the uh, maggots to guard the shuttle. Okay, <laughs> and take the rest with us. And yeah, while we're going, I say, um, tell me, have you heard of the righteous nine? He, uh, the righteous nine, no. Word will spread. Some will come, of course. <laughs> Okay. Um, I say, um, so where, where are you taking us? Uh, to the temple. He points to the large temple on the, uh, on the lake shore there. Okay. Um, he says, ah, the temple, an excellent beginning. Tell me, what is it, um, what do you, uh, what do you call what the, the, tell me, what do you do with this temple? Uh, we make the sacrifices. Ah, uh, the sacrifices. All right, I'll put on my flag helmet. What? Is, what? What? Tell me. Tell me about these sacrifices. Uh, he says. He he says. Kill. Eat. Good. Uh, so you you kill people at this temple and then eat them? Of course. I see. You will rejoice. What else do you eat? Uh, he. Uh, um, it says, uh, the, the lake is plentiful, and he points out, the lake gives us all we need. I say, tell me, when did the sacrifices begin? How did they start? Uh, you would need to speak to elders. Elders, yes. Elders. Excellent. Thank you to your leader. Alright. Uh, um, I think what we have here is failure to communicate. They can't really eat people, they'd be genetic freaks. No, they seem pretty freaky. How do you know they're not? Uh, it looks pretty normal, but I could be wrong. All right. Um, he take he, he takes you guys up these this long staircase. This, the temple has these staircases built into it, and uh, at the top is a uh, a big stone uh, slab that's covered with dried blood, and. Uh, the word it seems to have reached ahead of you guys, and uh, uh, 
three elderly men are are out there wearing uh, wearing robes, and uh, they seem to speak the language a little better than than the guy who greeted you at your ship. Um, and uh, he's and he says to you, uh, "You have not come for our men this time." Not, no, not right now. We are on a quest. Quest. Yes. Quest for what? Righteous we have, nine. We have come seeking stories of the righteous nine. The righteous nine. Yes, we've heard legends about the righteous nine that um, once were mighty in this part, in this on this world, and we have come seeking them. Well. Hmm. The number nine is important in our lore. This is true. Perhaps uh, you have ties to the ancients. Uh, I say, um, perhaps. We are the ancients, bitch. That's what you can tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Perhaps tell me, what can you tell me of these ancients? Uh, Well, first we we must make the sacrifices. Okay. Uh, and then you'll tell me about the ancients. Sure, if you if you uh, care to join us. Uh, well, you, are, you you must become one of us if you wish to learn our history. I need people. I'm out. I need no people. That is it's just not happening, man. Um, I say. Uh, if you well, you want to partake in this ritual? I'll just be over there. <laughs> With with the maggots on the ship. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to disturb your uh, sacred rituals. But um, unfortunately, the type of feasting that you are speaking of is uh, well it makes us sick. He says, uh, when you travel among the stars. Um, you lose the ability to digest that kind of food. Then you are not one of us! Apparently not. Well. But that doesn't mean I can't offer you anything. I have brought many, many gifts with me from beyond the stars, and I would be happy to share them with you if you would perhaps just tell me a little bit about the ancients. Um... Uh, he thinks about it for a second. Which what gets? What do you see them? All right, I take out some of the, the you know the clothing that we brought down and show it to him. He he pieces through it. Says clothing. We have no need for this. I say uh, I don't see any goats or sheep or linen on your island. If you think you have no need for it, show it to your women folk. I can assure you that they will be very interested. Uh, the sacrifices provide what we need. Really? You wear the skin of the, those that you sacrifice? But of course. Well, let me tell you something. These, This clothing is far more durable, <laughs> comfortable, and... Um, uh, and... And... Uh, and... <clears throat> I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh, the, uh, the creatures that we have... Um, that that provide the stuff that makes this uh, this clothing have imbued it with the essence of their uh, uh, 
their mystic essence, and it makes one incredibly potent, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Uh, make the deceive test. <laughs> no bonus or penalty. Uh, should I fake point that? No, I'll let it stand. It's a big failure. Okay. He waves, he waves stuff. I'm, uh, this is, this is nonsense. I say, well, um, perhaps I could offer you, um, uh, perhaps, I, let's see, what else, what else could we offer them? Their lives. I don't want to resort to that yet. Some maggots. <laughs> For sacrifice? Um, perhaps I could offer you some uh, some tools. These uh, these um, huts that you have constructed they are they seem. Tell me, do how do they withstand the uh, fierce weather that uh, that you guys get on this island? They fare well enough. Well enough. My men could build you a hut that would not fall down in a hundred lifetimes, that would stand against the mightiest hurricane, and it wouldn't be just a hut, it would be a palace. Captain, I'm not so sure I'm so happy with this line of reasoning. You realize that once you introduce tools and agriculture to a pre-agriculture society, you basically ruin it. I'm not sure I'm down with destroying the civilization. <laughs> Your objection is noted, Zeta. This isn't the prime directive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, just, uh, it's, just, it's just sort of culture that uh, that you want to uh, have property anyway. Right. Uh, so you're offering to build him a palace out of out of alien materials. Yeah. Um, exactly. How do we, we do that? How exactly are we start fighting doing that? that? We're going to destroy their entire civilization if we do this. Um, I'm mean, not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. They're people too, man. People are people. <laughs> um. Uh, sure. Uh, make a charm test. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, okay. I have uh three degrees of success. All right. He takes you up on your offer. He's he he wants to see you in action. He's he's a little skeptical that it's really going to happen, but he says he'll share uh, whatever information that the elders have if you build them a palace that will not. All right. Um, we, I, uh, I send some people up to the up to the ship, and we start working on it. <laughs> so how are you going to do this? Is Mike Brady on the ship? Do we have an architect. <laughs> are we building a palace? Yeah, how are you going to build a palace? I, I don't want to know. Well, we've got like several hundred people on the ship, right? We need right. We need to start with one architect <laughs> and go from there. <laughs> What's that take like weeks? Even even with. No. Well, if we, oh my god, we're going to be the aliens that built the pyramids. <laughs> we're going to be myths in 10,000 years. We have super advanced technology, like, you know, like laser cutters and other right. things and other tools. And we've got the manpower. And we have, like... Well, you've got, to, you've got a bunch of, like, random spare parts. It is a freighter, I guess. You yeah, like, we have, every, we have everything we need. So you're going to, like... Well, you don't have, like, large quantities of metal that you can get to the... No, we don't, but we have plenty of wood. You can build it out of stone, I guess, cutting it with lasers. We have plenty of wood. Wood won't last 100 lifetimes. That's not good. That that wouldn't be very impressive if you built a temple out of wood. They have a temple that's made out of wood. Well, it's made, sure, 
they want a palace, though, not just a temple. Well, yeah, but we could easily, you know, reinforce the wood with the metal that we have and the stone that we have and make it into something truly remarkable. Make the palace, like, in the <laughs> volcano or something. Um... Be like a subterranean palace. Our secret way of exterminating these people. We build them a palace <laughs> on a volcano and they all move there. And they're like, <laughs> gotcha. Adios, sacrificial evil people. But the point is, is that we just have to get started building the palace until we can find out everything that they know. We don't necessarily have to finish it. Uh, Alright, you start transporting like sheets of metal down and uh, cutting tools. Goddamn, that seems like a lot of effort. There's got to be an easier way to do this. <laughs> We well, are taking the rituals, so this is your alternative. Did not know Rubius do the ritual, man? Like, I might not approve, but I've been willing to turn aside. <laughs> hey, I made, I made the charm test. We're good. We're sticking with it, all right? All right, how do we build a palace, Captain? In fact, I let Jab eat his own brother. Just look at him. <laughs> <laughs> we start working. Uh, we'll start with the foundation. Uh, okay. Once uh, the foundations, you know, are well on its way, I start... This isn't what I signed up for, man. I start <laughs> building houses. This ain't the game. You gotta make me under your hands, Draco. Trust me. Trust me, all right? <laughs> just, just bear with it, all right? I promise you, there's a starship and a fortune and fortune and glory waiting for us at the other end. I don't even think you're feeling focused on all this. <laughs> I'm not asking you to get down in the mud and dig. That's what we have peons for. Okay. Handsome John, get out there and do that again. <laughs> and observe and report. <laughs> observe and report the building of this palace. Uh, we, we have, like, laser. We can start carving it into the side of the mountain, right? Um, sure. Like, we could, like, let, let's been, like Petra, or like the Petra, right, or whatever that thing is the Indi- that was carved, like, by Indiana Jones. You know, the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, or the uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when they go into oh, that uh-huh. big... Yeah, so we'll just start with that. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, well, sure. Is, is anyone else piping up with this? This is the plan. Just making sure before the mutiny happens. Um, mutiny? What mutiny? No, I'm okay. Um, okay, sure. So you, you I haven't failed that many command tests yet. <laughs> you, you transport down some, some metal and cutting tools, and, uh, uh, <laughs> do you tell this plan to Simon? Um, uh, I explain that we're, um, <laughs> negotiating with the natives for the information that we need. Uh, and that you require, like, a hundred of his crew. Uh, just, just, just... Actually, your own crew that you Yeah, hired, exactly. Hired exactly. And down. they're, like... Eight, nine people at a time. They're, like, townspeople, so they should... This should be right up their alley. There's got to be a couple of, like, builders. Uh... Sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Who's who's gonna oversee this the, the, the effort? Is it? Is I it, will oversee okay. it. Um, uh, hmm. All right. Uh, I'll say make a make a command test. Mm. Well, first off, you realize it's going to take probably about. A yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I, I'm gonna work gonna on it. I'm gonna work on it for a couple of days, and then I'm gonna start demanding information from them. Okay. Uh, sure. All right. So a couple of days go by. Um, he, the the elders look over the work as it's starting, and um, they seem kind of interested in it, but they still seem a little skeptical. Um, 
But they're not giving you information until it's, it's... I'm not giving you this information until it's done, he says when you start asking him for information. Say, so, well, once it's done, how do I have any guarantee that you'll even give me the information? Well, how do I have a guarantee that you'll finish it? I've given you my word. And I, as have I. Yeah, you have the starship with the guns. <laughs> you could simply kill us. I, I could. <laughs> that would not help me get the information. But if you fail to provide it, you know... Perhaps I'll have to resort to that option. Perhaps you will. In the meantime, perhaps you should give me something for all the effort that I'm putting into on your behalf. Um, make a charm test. Just send over the checks. Minus 20. <laughs> Just give us one. Whoa. We only need them for a good uh, roll. Okay, that's minus 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's two degrees of success. Two degrees of success. Okay. Actually, we probably have some females on the crew, so send us some dudes, too. Um, Do we? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, sure. I guess he'll give you some information against his better judgment. Um, he uh, he starts talking about the uh, the ancients and the, and the and the ancient lore of the land and how uh, he says that back before the uh, before modern times, back in the times of the ancient, that uh, that there were two gods in the heavens. And in fact, the two gods, um, one of them had a son. And there were, in fact, three gods in the heavens uh, at that time. And, uh, however, the gods were in, con- in constant conflict. And that um, uh, there, was, there was the, uh, the bright god, and he points up at the sun. This is, uh, the bright god, and there was his... A smaller brother who was the red god, and the red god had a son who was the uh, he calls him the the metal god, um, and the metal god would one day save all men, but uh, but it was not to be. And that's what he that's where he leaves the story. All right, all right, that's fair enough. I'm convinced. I'm happy to build in the rest of the palace now. <laughs> Simon starts to get very impatient as the weeks drag on and is wondering where like his random extra like supplies and things that you don't think are really needed are surreptitiously carted off into the shuttle. I explained um, I, I tell him to think of it as a long term investment in uh-huh. the um, goodwill of the people of this of this planet. Because he's back with people we should shoot on sight? Um <laughs> I think that uh, I think that this planet could wind up being potentially fairly profitable uh, eventually. Says, you're, you're taking half our stores here. He, he starts renegotiating. He wants more achievement points. Uh, <laughs> I, I offer him one more achievement point. One more? Yeah. What's an achievement point? Uh, he wants ten. Uh, I ex- I explain that, uh, y- you know, that, um, that we're, you know, that, that I haven't taken anything from his ship that's particularly valuable. Certainly nothing that's worth more than a single achievement point. True, but I'll have to replace these things. It's going to take me time and effort. Which you will be more than compensated for by the value of the material that I'm already providing for you. Uh... Bargain test. 
bargain. You mean barter? Barter. Barter. Or commerce. This one's not commerce. This is just bartering. Uh, He has zero degrees of success. I have... I have one degree of failure. Uh, yeah, he wants ten achievement points for that stuff. How far? How far could this damn star have gone in three hundred years? Not that far. And we know it's red now, right? Just look for the red star on on our damn chart, and it'll be nearby. Sure. That sounds like a good plan. We don't need to finish this damn palace in a month. We can come back here and finish the palace if we can't find it this way. But I think we have all the information we need. Is there a red star in our star charts that we made of this region? Um, let's see. Thinking about the distances. So, maybe you wrote down about 500 other like nearby systems. Uh... uh Red dwarves are quite common. Um, probably like 20. I mean, knowledge of... we got to have an astronomer on the ship. What, what's the problem? What probably happened? We asked him. <laughs> I don't know. You have to answer that. Uh, okay. Uh, Zedar uses his own knowledge of astronomy. What does he think happened to the star? And how fast would it be traveling in that case? Mm. Uh, anywhere from very slowly to maybe a quarter of the speed of light. We need an old star chart to compare to the new one. Yeah, to I was find where, about that. To find where the the red dwarf has appeared. I don't, it would probably take us more than a month to investigate 20 stars. So in that case, if building the palace gets us closer, maybe we should do it. Although that's still the silliest damn thing I ever heard. <laughs> I can't believe he wants 10 more achievement points. That's not that much. It can't possibly be worth half the value of taking us out here in the first place. Uh, I offer him... True, I guess that's a little steep. I offer him five. All right, he takes you up on five. Okay. It's more the the anger of the delay that's causing him to be pissed off about it. It took us three weeks to get out here. What's another month? It's just... I mean, he's not working in the fields. No. All right, right, you eventually finish this palace. Uh, It's not quite as good as you (laughs) promised, but... Yeah. <laughs> happy with it. It's definitely better than anything they got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, we've destroyed their civilization. They're going to go to war over possession of this palace now, and it's over for them. That's the long-term future. Then we can recolonize the planet. Um, all right. So he, he explains the rest of the uh, the history. Okay. And, uh, the the there was a, there was a battle between the two gods and. Uh, and the bright god won, flinging the uh, the red god and his son deep into space. And he says that they were thrown in the direction of their mother. Their mother? He says, yes. Who's their mother? Oh, he, that's, uh, uh, the mother is Omelia. 
You don't know where Amelia is? He said, I'll show you this evening. Okay. The stars come out. He shows you a constellation, which is Amelia. Oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, all right. I tell him that um, that he is a wise and powerful elder and that um, we might we may return soon and, and, uh, and perhaps... Um, we can come to a new agreement. Uh, all right. Um, he says, uh, yes, our, our, the, um, we have warriors eager to go to heaven any time. Okay. Perfect. Amelia. Sounds a lot like Zambiano. Maybe that's where we're going to find the Stasis fleet. All right. We head there. Okay. Um, Wait a second. Do you want to head? These, these guys want to go to the heavens. Like, test them out. We had a month. You could have seen if their warriors were any good. No, absolutely. We can, we can pick up a bunch of lackeys for free. We'll, we'll come back here once we have our ship. Okay. Okay. Um, so you, you head back up to your... We head in that direction, like, following the star's course. Right. So do you want to travel through the warp, or do you want to just head out into space? All right, well, let's see if we can pinpoint the constellation now that we... The, the star, the red star, now that we know which direction it was flung. We should probably just head out into space, okay. because all we know is the direction, so we just want to, like, head off in that direction. So you know, no, no, but we have... But now we can use the star chart and cross-reference. And right, so one of those 20... Uh, is in that exact direction. All right, we go there using the warp. It's okay. So you want to go to the location of the of the red dwarf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's interesting that red dwarf is in a binary system, uh, and is and that system is pretty well charted by uh, the chart that you have. Uh, there's a mining colony uh, that is. Uh, it doesn't have any habitable worlds, any habitable planets around that system, but it does have uh, some asteroids with precious metals that Winter Scale has uh, set up a mining colony on. Okay. Um, I have a question. If this ship is being tugged around by the sun, how are we going to get close to it? Very carefully. Um, it's got to be the only reason why it hasn't already been found if the system's been charted. I think it's in deep space, but I think it's probably closer to the far side to that to that star than it is to this one. I don't know, but that's just a gut feeling. I'd be happy to have you disagree with me and make a test and just prove me wrong. <laughs> I don't know if I disagree with that. Only, uh, that that, that would be fancy. We're here. He could he could he could, uh, he could chime in with some extra information. But that would make finding it. Problematic at best. We really would be searching for a needle in the haystack if it's just somewhere between here and there in deep space. Um, we basically have to pray to the gods that it's still anchored to that star and that it's close enough that no one found it. I don't see why they would would miss it if it was close to the star. Because it was so close that it doesn't give off readings. It does kind of give off readings anyway if the ship is dead and there's no warp drive. Active, right? It, it would, would be just, nothing to be read. Exactly, it would be you know an aspect. But it would something. still be like a big chunk of metal. A big hunk of metal floating through space is, is very hard to detect. Right, but if it was right next to the sun, you'd think that people would find it because it would be very shiny. That's possible, especially not, if there's not a, it's especially not. if there's a colony in that system. But it's going to be minuscule in relation to the sun. I don't. That's maybe exactly why they didn't find it. 
Well, it's certainly easier to look there than it is to look in deep space, so right. we we'll can start, start with that. Okay, sure. Um, you head over there. It's a very short trek. Um, and you guys arrive at the outskirts of that system. Strictly speaking. Um, start scanning around for a strict sleep, and uh, you don't see anything. Um, and you and the uh, your ship heads over to that uh, mining colony. Is that where you want to go, or do you want to go straight to the red dwarf? Well, describe this system. I mean, is there a large is there a large asteroid field? It's, in just, the system? it's just a large asteroid field. Uh, there's there are no planets. So it, it could also be just in the asteroid field, camouflaged by zillions of other rocks. It might be, but let's check the star first. Okay. We head for the star. Okay, you head for the star. Uh, you want to kind of do a few orbits around it and, yeah. and send out your scanners. All right, it come, your scanners come back empty. There's nothing there. All right, let's look at the asteroid field. Um, sure, your guys are hailed by the uh, by the colony. Um, okay. you got to ask me for your business and stuff like that. Um, um, I explained Simon, that we're Simon here on explained, a... Simon's uh, astropath explains that it's... Uh, you guys are like on a reconnaissance mission. They seem to leave you alone. Okay. Um, okay, so you want to scan? We start scanning the asteroid field. I guess, unless there's a faster way of finding a ship in an asteroid field. I can't think of one. Not really. You really have to traverse the whole thing. Probably take a week. Alright, well, we do it. Okay. Um, I guess I should start adding this up. You can only get six months before you have to reprovision a ship. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, it's been a month and a half. Two months. Two All months right, you guys, exactly. you guys scan very carefully for a week, and there's no trace of the ship in the asteroid. Yeah, I didn't have much hope, because I think it, if it was in the asteroid field, it would have been found. So, I think we have to start backtracking, unless you have a better idea. I don't. All right, we start backtracking. Okay, so you're going to head directly back from this. Uh, okay, and um, um, let's see the uh, yeah. Okay, you guys head you guys head back out of the system, uh, and you travel. Let's see if you. I mean, you would never really get there. I mean, it would take like years to get there if you to get all the way back. Um, and uh, However, as you guys start to backtrack, within not that long, maybe four days, uh, there's a reading on the scanners, and um, the the helmsman says, Captain, Captain, speaking to Simon now, uh, we've detected something up ahead, there's a, uh, there's a, there's the uh, signature of a ship. And uh, there is also a, a large debris field up ahead. Sounds promising. Um, Are there any? He says, uh, "Does not appear to be a human ship, uh, judging by uh, judging by its engine signature." Um, Are there any energy readings coming from the debris field? Uh, no. How far away is it? Mm, two days worth of travel. 
okay, well, why don't we get closer and then we'll... we'll Gosh, it wouldn't be that far. Probably like hours worth of travel. Several hours worth of travel. Okay. Be able to All right, well, why don't we get pretty close, closer and then, uh, but not in weapons range, and then we'll take the shuttle and we'll investigate ourselves. Okay. Um, you guys get closer, and uh, now you're within range that visual contact can be made, you know, on screens, not not with your own eyes, of course. Um, and uh, they pull up the the enemy ship, and you actually recognize it as the Strixus ship that you encountered, gosh, about a year earlier. Uh, that is, yeah, that there and there it is. Can we tell what they're doing? Uh, it looks like it's uh, it's not facing your direction, um, and uh, it's not hailing you or anything like that, which is odd. Strixie's ships usually are pretty communicative. Um, you want to you want to hail them? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, um, let's see. There's your problem as well. Right, the speed, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna owe you those achievement points if you're dead, am I? <laughs> um, as you guys approach, um, so he hails and there's no response. As you guys approach, the other ship starts to move off into deep space. Really? Yeah. He's good as friends. Alright, well, we should continue approaching the debris field. Okay. Um, when you reach it, it's, uh, it's less of a field and more of a kind of a conglomeration of a bunch of, like, metal and stuff, like kind of old asteroids, hunks of metal that maybe drifted off into space and the gravity over the centuries and millennia kind of pulled them all together here. Uh, and there's just sort of ancient kind of junk, all, all sort of one big mess. Um, as, uh, as you kind of start to scan it in more detail, you see that within that, um, within that space hulk is the, uh, is the outline of an ancient human ship and, uh, a frigate class, uh, Imperial ship is is in there, and uh, now that you've gotten that this close, coming toward you is a shuttle, a small craft coming directly from that ship, and it's hailing you now. Okay. Um, what do they want? It appears to be the the Strixis. I have a have a sh- sh- have a shuttle that's returning, and uh, the the message, however, is garbled and. Uh, Seems like you know you don't speak their language well. Maybe they're not you know usually they speak uh, some Gothic when they need to, and they're maybe not choosing to speak clearly, or maybe they're just speaking in their own language when they shouldn't be. But uh, but the message is just sort of garbled, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, and the ship is heading towards you. It kind of looks like it's trying to dock with you. All right. Why don't we get down to the docking bay and prepare a little reception for them? <laughs> okay. Let's go, Um Time to ruin your pay. 
Alright, so you bring uh, bring Jad and the boys. We're just gonna <laughs> let them dock on our ship? Yeah. So uh so Simon asked, what's what's going on here? I don't know. But the best way to find out is to see what see what comes out of that shuttle. Okay, the uh, the ship the ship docks. It, it, well, the ship comes into an airlock. Uh, it's just sort of drifting at this point, um, and uh, you know the outer airlock opens. The ship comes in. Can we get any closes behind it? It's, it's, can we get any readings from the ship, like heat signatures, energy signatures, life signs? Uh, its ship seems to be active and functioning. Um, there's no, uh, there's nothing really out of the ordinary happening on it. Okay. Um, okay, so, uh, the, uh, the second airlock opens and the ship, the, 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 uh, you know, gravity plates aren't turned on yet and they throw the switch for the gravity plates and the ship kind of clunks to the ground, uh, in the docking bay. And, uh, yeah, there it is. It, its engines were, we're basically off at this point as it kind of drifted in through the airlock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does not. The doors don't open, and like nobody. That ship out. is a giant bomb. Where the biggest idiots are, or actually in the universe, a giant bomb. These are the chances you take when you work with the rogue trader. If I was the sixties, <laughs> I would turn my landing craft into a giant bomb, have it auto broadcast on garbled signal, and they would just dock with it and blow up. They <laughs> have weapons. We don't. Yeah, Unnecessary. A, a giant bomb. They don't need a giant... If they wanted to destroy us... They don't know that we don't have weapons. I think that... I mean, we're a bulk freighter. But they, they don't know that. that. I think They're the Strixies. Yeah. Why wouldn't they know that? They Why would they? Sensors? They are, are their sensors that good? You can't detect a ship's weapon loadout. You can't, you can't detect this... You ha- it takes some successes and some proximity to detect the ship's weapons. So they we could have been anything. Went, they went for reinforcements. If they knew we had no weapons, they just would have... Well, they know what kind of... Guy. They can tell what class ship we are. They, they're Strixies. We know about as much about their ships as they know about ours, which is not that much. It's probably more than that. I don't think so. We know what, like, type... If of they knew we had no weapons, they'd they have just blown us up. So they went to plan B, the bomb. I concede... Which we just let dock. I concede it's a possibility... But I'm willing to take that chance. I'm well, the, this, this this shuttle did not come from their ship. It came from the Hulk. Right, and it's the bomb that they had ready. I don't think it's a bomb, but I agree that I can't prove you wrong. So, the interior of the ship, like, if we were to start firing our weapons in here, what would be the ramifications? Unless you hit something vital, like a, like a hatch latch or something like that. If you fired, you know, a las gun against the the uh, side of this locker, it wouldn't do any damage to it. I I tell uh, uh, you, you fired your like a solid projectile weapon, like a gun, it wouldn't do nothing. To I'm getting the lifeboat, and I'm getting ready to eject when the bomb goes off. If you you would have to like set off an explosive, like all their latch to like open an airlock or something, if you wanted to do that. So yeah, uh, small arms fire is not going to do anything. It's not even going to do anything to their to this list. shuttle. It's probably going to do very little. I mean, like, what's the armor on your shuttle? Uh, like it's eighteen. Eighteen. So you have to do more than eighteen damage to even, you know, do something sizable to it. So a D10 plus two, you know, it's never going to do anything. All right. Um, I say, well, all right. Is there any is there any sign of 
activity on the shuttle? Uh, no. What would be the normal procedure for this situation? Um, they would open the door and you would greet them. Okay, but they're not... They're not opening the door. Okay. Eject them. All right. Um, and head straight for the debris field. All right, I tell him... They would probably hail you before they arrived. And I then they would open the door. And then all right, I tell him that we're going to go out um, and prepare to... Does their shuttle have an airlock? Does their shuttle have an airlock? Yeah, for like a person to get in. That's a person-sized airlock. Okay. Can we access that from the outside? Um, like you using could, with a cutting tool, maybe. Yeah, using not, like not, torches. Yeah, with like a last torch. All right, then that's that's what we're going to prepare to do. Okay. This is ZR in the escape hatch. Star log. <laughs> we're about to blow up because my foolish captain. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff! You always expect the worst. Just uh, just dive over the rail of, of that uh, of that. That Come on. Strange, that, strange ship doesn't hail us. What you know it's from the Strixes, who are at least one of our. What kind of a show would Star Trek have been if they destroyed incoming mysterious floating shuttles instead of examining them? Well, we first of all we don't destroy. We can't destroy. We just aren't necessarily hostile, right? They're only kind of semi. They're hostile. At least one of us. Where's your sense of adventure? Where's where's our sense of let's just go straight to the ship, fix it, and take it out before they come back? That's I want to know what I have a feeling that there's a reason why nobody's recovered that ship, and it isn't the fact that it's been out here for several hundred years. I think that there's something on board it that's keeping people from recovering it. And I think that whatever's on this shuttle is going to tell us a little bit about what that might be. And that's why they haven't opened the airlock? Yeah. Or hailed us? Yeah. I think that there's zombies on that shuttle. Zombies? zombies? What are zombies? <laughs> yeah. Or some other type of... Chaos beast? Some other type right. of chaos creature. I see that it as well when it chose my rogue trader to go find the ship. I'm being sarcastic. You suck. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm what, you, I'm what you got stuck with. All right, so uh, so you guys cut your way uh, through the uh, outside part portion of the airlock, uh, and it opens eventually once you kind of cut through the latch, um, and, and the door opens. Still need to cut through the inner portion of the airlock if you wanted to we gain, can't. gain access. Okay, we I'm can't. gonna pull my survival suit. Okay. Anything else? Any other precautions people taking? Well, I mean, we've got our crew with the weapons standing by. Yeah. So, uh, what are they, do they have their pistols out or or yeah. chain axes ready? I mean, any sort of projectile weapon they may have or energy weapon would be preferred at this point. Okay. I so you guys are preparing for the worst. I suggest that they, they, they aim their guns out. Yeah. I suggest they all get a survival suit on if they have them available. Uh, survival suit is not really. I mean, you could get a void suit on if you wanted to be. I'm more concerned about alien atmospheres coming issuing from inside the ship that could be poisoned. Then you would need a then you would need a void suit. Void a survival suit would have a breather on it. A survival right. suit is just the effective of thermal underwear, basically. Okay, so void suit. Okay, so you want a void suit so that you're not breathing anything yeah. that comes out of there, especially if you have to go onto the ship. Right. So like an astronaut outfit or something. Yeah, a void suit is a skin it's a, tight. It's a skin tight spacesuit basically with a like a scuba tank on the front. It, it's a pressure. It has a pressure suit and, okay. a, and a breather. So, yeah, so the boarding party should get get ready with that and um, yeah. It's not nearly as clunky as a uh, as a, 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 a as, a, as ones of today, but um, it does give you a negative ten to your agility. Okay. Uh, if you want to wear one. Absolutely. 
Uh, you could just wear the breathing part if, you, if you're just concerned about that. No, I'm concerned about like corrosive atmospheres and everything. I'm just going to freak out. Okay. All right. So you cut through the. Uh, uh, <laughs> you cut through the second uh, door, the second portion of the airlock, and it opens. And uh, who's going to kind of peer in first? I guess you, you, you got the lead, Melrudy. Let's go, Jad. Yeah. This is, hey. this, this is where Melrudy is. All right. Jad's right behind you. Okay, um, so I got my hand. And you, you, you kind of peer in, and you see the. Uh, you see. The first thing you see are two bodies. They're, they're kind of large alien creatures. Uh, one of them has been killed. His, uh, his head is kind of dangling from a severed throat. Uh, his body looks ripped and mangled. Uh, he's got four eyes, huge clawed hands, and uh, he resembles a Strixus. Ugly bastard. Yeah, the Strixes are, are ugly, ugly bastards. Um, the second, the second, uh, the second alien is another Strixus that's lying next to him. This one doesn't look like he, he's clearly dead. He's not moving or anything. He's sort of slumped over. Uh, but he's not, like, ripped apart in any way. He's just sort of... just a corpse. Hmm. All right. Um, you're waiting for some action. Okay. You're going to step in. Yep, you're going to step, step, step on in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, why don't you roll initiative? Which is what? That's a d10 plus your agility bonus. Plus agility bonus. So that's a tenth digit of your agility. Okay. Minus one if you're wearing that suit. Yeah, with a minus one. Okay, so 13. Okay. Um, all right, as you... as you uh, And make a uh, make an awareness test also. Awareness is perception. So I got uh, one degree of... Oh, sorry, uh, four degrees of success. Four degrees of success. Yeah. Okay. Um, before you kind of turn the corner, just as you're approaching and you hear your own footsteps, everything's very quiet as everybody's sort of in this tense anticipation of what you guys are going to find. Uh, you hear the clicking of uh, something hard against metal, like click-a-clack-clack-clack-clack-clack-clack-clack. And it's very faint. Hmm. Sounds like a little shuffling, like some movement. It's just around the corner. I looked at Jad and I, you hear that? He shakes his head. Movement around the corner. Okay, right. so I'm going to crouch down low and start to approach kind of like at a low. Okay. Um, I'm to to make sure other people are following us. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still following. Okay. Um, all right, two creatures leap toward you as you round the corner, and unfortunately, they're both they, these creatures have Whoa. very high agility, and they uh, are ahead of you in initiative. Okay. Uh, they look like. I don't know how to describe these things. They're kind of like um, slightly insectoid, um, a little like the creature from Alien, except not that big. Xenomorphs. Um, uh, Bugs. For uh, for anyone who knows uh, 40k uh, history, these are gene stealers. Oh. Uh, they steal your genes and try them on. Sell them <laughs> on <black market>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, they're very. Fast, they kind of like have these grasshopper-like hind legs, and they like, love to jump onto people, uh, and that's what they're good at. So they just um, want to be your friend. Yeah, give you a big hug. Uh, so there are two of them back there. One jumps on you, and one jumps at Chad. Okay. As you guys round the corner. Uh, so they're making charge attacks. You can dodge. I told you there were zombies on that ship. Jeez, zombies. Zombies. 
No, yeah, but... Pain scalers work, work for this really, really nasty alien race called the Tyranids. And they can fly They can fly ships towards us? I've heard of the Tyranids. Yeah, we'll definitely try to let my next reaction to job dodge. There's a race that, that Starcraft makes the Zerg on. Yeah, this was why I wanted to see what was on the shuttle. I would. It would be awesome if there was an actual Tyranid on the shuttle, because all of our thousand dorks would die. How do, how do they actually fly the ship? Gene Steelers are sentient. Oh, sentient. Well, they're not. They're not animals. They they do stuff. They fly ships. Oh, okay. Dodge. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you can go ahead and dodge, and so can Jad. Actually, someone else can run Jad. Uh, I'm probably not there since I'm the pilot. Um, I'm. Like, I think he's under your. I'm command. standing outside the shuttle, so um, waiting for their report. I'm so his skills are all, oh, yeah, his skills are all at 50. If you look at the very bottom of the sheet, oh. it says the leader, that's him. He's, probably, got, I'm he's the a veteran with all skills. Oh, you're on the bridge. You can be down here if you want. They have their own pilot. That's oh. flying the ship. Zedar is actually kind of a really like, fierce combatant. But I don't kind of like a coward. But he thought the ship was a bomb, so I don't think it would be a <laughs> <laughs> No, you're in the escape pod. Ready for the ship to blow up. This is exactly like our last campaign somehow. <laughs> so how, yeah, it is. You're like, how can I jump off the ship? One jump off a boat, and it became like the defining moment for my guy. Just yeah. like, I have two degrees of Hey, failure. just because you're trying to jump off this ship, too. And, uh, Jad, so when it, this is circled at competence, so this means he has 30% chance. Right, but he is different. All of his maggots are at 30% on everything. He is at 50 on everything. Okay. So he got one degree of, of failure. Okay, so neither of you no. uh, oh. jumped out of the way. Alright. Uh, these creatures kind of jump onto you, and they have, uh, they have these, like I said, they have these sort of like grasshopper-like hind legs for jumping, and they have four arms with these big rending claws that, uh, that come after you. So, I'm going to roll some attack rolls. Um, Alright, that is two hits. Um... Jab is at all 50s. He's like better than any of us. Uh, yeah, he's pretty badass. Okay, so against you, that is 11 damage. Okay, so am I still able to wear my uh, flat stuff underneath my void suit? Yeah. Okay, so I have a armor thingy of whatever, 7. Right, so you take 4. Okay. No armor penetration on a gene stealer's attack. It doesn't, it doesn't. In fact, um, I'm even counting their claws as primitive, which is taken into account against your against your non-primitive armor. So where do I think note of four damage? Okay, so under damage? wounds, mm-hmm. okay. uh, so you would subtract, you would put your movie. Okay, so I start with 18, so now I'm at 14? Yeah. Okay. This is hit points, basically. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. That's what Warhammer calls hit points. All right. Uh, oh, uh, your wounds and just go down the track. Jad took two, oh. two less than me. What did I say you took? I took fourteen. Fourteen. Or oh, sorry, four. I took four after my armor. Right. So what was it before your armor? I absorbed seven of it, so it was eleven. Okay, right, eleven. So he took nine. I wish I could absorb seven. Okay, so what is his armor stuff? It says this. So you oh, see where it says five. Five. See where it says T plus A on the right hand side? Yes, six. Okay, so six. So he subtracts six off of it. Okay, so he takes five. So he takes three, right? So it's nine minus six. Okay. Okay. Uh, Then it is your turn to go. You see that behind these two creatures are um, four more creatures. These are not gene stealers. They're kind of... They look like they're the same kind of general race or species as these, but these are not, like, quick creatures. They're kind of 
more blob-like. They're about three and a half feet tall. They have little feet, but they're like kind of a walking pyramid shaped or, or kind of creature, and it's, they each have six holes on the front of them. I'm gonna air and, there's freaks four, out. and there's four of them back there. Alright. Well, I hope the maggots are going to come up and take up the slack for a lot of those guys. I'm going to shoot my hand cannon at the closest one. Alright, do you want to shoot at the guy who's uh, who's right on you and attacking yep. you? Okay, yeah, so that's going to be... So can. you're you're in um, so melee nice. combat with him, so you're you going to use... Do you have a knife? Or a I do have a knife, but I have a hand you cannon can use, in my You hand. can use your pistol in, in melee combat, um, but you're using your weapon skill and not your ballistic skill. And if you have a melee weapon, it's probably better than your hand cannon. Don't you have a power sword? Not that same sword. I have a chain sword, but I didn't have it in my hand. This thing just jumped on me, so I don't know, like, what's the flow of action? Can I, like, get rid of that and draw something else? As uh, well, if you have, uh, well, let's see. So the hand cannon required, requires two hands, okay. so your chain sword's, like, at your hand. So if you had quick draw, it would... I do have quick draw. You do have quick draw. So you didn't, that, just, that would be a free action right, once, for, once for a turn. So you can draw it for free since you have quick draw. So okay. you can throw aside your hand cannon, yeah, pull you can. on your sword, and, okay, I'll do, that and do that instead. I'll go to the chain sword. Yep. And that's weapon skill? Correct. Okay. Uh, this thing can dodge, so go ahead. And, uh, okay, one degree of failure. Uh, okay. Then you miss. Then you miss. Okay. Yeah, there's no degrees of failure on melee and okay. ranged attacks. But there are degrees of success. Yes, that's true. And then Jag so, has got what are degrees of success there? They allow you to hit multiple times. Jack goes with his chain in. With, with, with automatic with weapon. Automatic weapon. Oh. Are chain swords considered automatic? No. no. You need a talent to get an extra attack with a chain sword. Chain swords just do a shite ton of damage if they have okay. so yeah. They're kind of unwieldy, like they fumble a lot, but they do a lot of damage. Is Jed able to go for his chain axe immediately? Does he have to take around? I don't see quick uh, draw. He's got quick draw. Okay. So he'll go with his uh, chain axe, and he misses. Alright. Okay. Um... Let's see. Uh, what about the rest of the? Yeah. So the so um so the maggots. I guess they're um how many? So how many of them are there? There's like oh, six of them. Uh, there's uh, eight. There's eight minus one, seven, seven of them. But one couldn't count. Oh no, that was no, 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 no. That was they're three. all there. They're all there. So there's seven there. of them. Uh, let's see. I there are eight of them. There are eight total. One of them is Jack. Oh, one of them is Jack. Yeah, so seven. There's seven more. Okay. Um, I would say that considering the, the size of the door and, and the size of the interior of the shuttle, that four of them can get through and fight in a reasonable combat. Cool. So, uh... Do you want me to roll this four? No. Um, we're going to use the group rules, right? Or yeah. Okay. So you make one roll for all four of them on everything. Okay. Uh, so, let's see, roll their initiative first. So it's going to be D10 plus 3. 6. They do everything at 30%. Yep. So, 6. That is better than these other blobbish creatures back there. Okay, so if they... Actually, they, they should go on his initiative. Oh, that's to these right. Rolls. That's right. So, so they just go on his initiative, and then... Um, unless you make a command test, which you're not going to do... They have aim, brace, charge, delay, dodge, full semi-auto, grapple, move, standard, multi-attack. So roll one die for the tens digit only. Okay, what do you want them to attack? Do you want them to get into melee combat with you guys and the gene stealers, or do you want them to head back to the other creatures? Mm. That's your shouting orders as battle is 
commencing. Well, no, these things are kind of freaking me out. I'd like to have them come help with these two first. With these two. Okay. So what you should do is roll, it says you have, you make the roll separately, but you only roll one die for each soldier. So there were right. four of them, so you should roll four d10s. Right. Okay, so the first one he missed, if he got over three. No, 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 no. What, each one of those is a separate, so what did you roll on, the, on each one? Yeah, so you want to roll three d10s and any zero, one, or no, uh, yeah, zero, zero, one, or two is a hit. Zero, one, or a two. No hits. Okay. Okay, so so there's, and you rolled four times mm-hmm. for four of them, right? Four times for four? I rolled four, yeah. You rolled yeah. four times, okay, yeah. and all four missed. Yep. Okay. So they all come in, they swing their, they swing their uh, chain axes, but do, don't connect. Okay. Um... All right. Uh, all right. So we're 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 down to these other creatures. Uh, uh, they basically fire into this group uh, haphazardly. They could hit their own uh, gene stealers theoretically, but the chances are pretty low, so don't take that chance. gets hit, and Jad gets hit twice by this guy who fires with sort of semi-automatic. He fires both. He fire, he's basically, these creatures are firing out of the holes in the front of themselves, and they fire other little creatures, which is how Tyranids kind of work. Uh, they fire other sort of symbiotic creatures as their ammunition. <laughs> and their ammunition tends to do interesting things. Uh, so, let's see. So, Jad took... <laughs> Jad took some damage. So let's see. Um, so you can have them dodge. So there's uh, three dodges that are possible. So roll three d tens. Okay, so it looks like two. Are of any of are any of them below you know, zero, one, or yep. two? Yeah, two of them. There's two more ones. So two dodge. Oh wow. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see which one didn't dodge. That was one of the maggots. All right. Takes the semi-auto hit. Um, so that is going to be the acidic attack. Alright, he takes 12 and takes a toughness test. So, uh. So they only have 8 at full health, it says. Number right, so you, have, so you have. So, right, so 8 minus 6. So sorry. 12, 12, 12 minus 6 is 6. Okay. And you only keep track if they are like full. You only keep track if they have full health, about half health, or near zero. See on there? What do you mean I only keep track of that? So. You're not interested in exactly how many wounds they have. Oh, okay. You just keep track of, so you would mark from 8 to 7, and then, so he's going to have, what, two left? So mark one guy on, on the nearly dead list. Uh, put two down so, there? So that would be, so you put a oh, seven on the top column and one on the bottom column. Yeah, so... Your number of full health is going down from eight to seven because one guy is now near death. So, so the number up. of full health is the number of guys at full health. It, yes. Okay, and then how many are nearly dead? There's one. One. The yeah. guy that just took that. Right. And he has to make a toughness test. So make a toughness test for him. Let's roll a d10, and you want to roll a zero, one, or two? No. No. So he probably just died. Um. Well, it depends on what it's for. No, this is so he that guy uh, is in immense pain, and he. Uh, 
kind of falls to his knees. He's kind of out of combat for, for the, just for the moment. All right. Uh, so we're back to the top with the gene stealer attacks. All right. Um, all right. That is two hits against you and one hit against Jad. You can dodge for both of you. Okay. You use your full skill for you, obviously. Okay, so I got uh, three degrees of success. I okay. dodge. You don't need to. And then roll one die for Jad. And he did not dodge. Okay, so you each take one uh, successful hit. Uh, Is there any way to dodge multiple times in a round? Uh, you can dodge like semi-auto or full auto fire. You can dodge multiple hits with degrees of success on dodges, but it doesn't work on melee. Oh, only one melee? There's no... Uh, okay, okay, so... Jad took 17. Uh, Total, or from one hit? From that one hit, they hit him. Ouch. So he's, he's dead. Uh, and... Well, not necessarily close again. And you take nine. Do groups take criticals, or do they just die? Uh, so if you... If they get into the negatives, they're out of combat. If they get down to negative four, they're dead. So he started with. Did he have the same as everybody else? No, he's got. Well, he's got uh, two extra toughness more than everyone else in, in, in your group. Okay, because right? he already took him three, and his armor absorbs six. Right, so he's got a five toughness plus his three armor, right? So uh, not according to what you said last round. Yeah, he's he's got a six. Last round, he said he had six armor. Six, yeah, so the six group. Soak. Yeah, sorry, the, the, his group. His soak is eight. All right, so the rest took, of the group so he only took six. one last round, and he's going to take and he's going to take nine, nine, nine more this round. How many? So wins he's taking ten altogether. Yeah. yeah. How many wins does he have? Uh, he doesn't have more than the rest of the group. So he's at negative one. He's at negative one. All right. So that knocks him out of combat. Our best guy. Mm. Uh, does not kill him. All right. So then it's your guys' turn. So the other four guys presumably arrive. Except for the guy that... So the one guy was injured... The other three guys. In too much pain? Right. Okay. So the other three guys, uh, one of them does something effective. You rolled a one. So you should have six... Five? Six of them are attacking. Yeah, two of them are out of combat. Six of them are remaining. Okay, so two more hit. So three total. Okay. Uh, Is there any dodges? Gosh. That's a great dodge, but... Okay, there's... So uh, there's one attack is dodged total. All right, so five total hits. Did you roll for your own attack? No, not yet. Okay. Go ahead and roll that, too. And I miss. Okay, so uh, make one damage oh, for each half. Okay, so you just roll all the damage rolls separately. Yeah, you roll all the damage. Oh, no, wait. There's six of them? Well, we sh- you, should, you should have not done each one all separately. Oh, well. Uh, so just make uh, two... Da- uh, make. One damage roll for each. Just make, I guess, just make one damage roll for the six of them. Um, six. When, there, when there's only three hit, three guys hit, three guys hit. Just, just roll the three damages separately. We'll, we'll fix it. Next three time. guys hit okay. and one guy dodged, so two hits. With six, you can roll them individually. It's not too bad. Okay. Okay. Two so, hits. so two hits. Okay. So one and what does a chain axe do? So D10 plus four. So plus D10 plus seven. Plus your strength bonus, which is three. So D10 plus 7. Okay, so one guy did 11, another one did 17. 17. Ah, roll that guy's to hit again, unless the troops don't get that rule. 
And that is not a rule in this in this game. What do you mean? What, why would he roll again? Uh, if you roll a ten, it's the the Nigel rule in Rogue Trader. They oh, he rolled it to everyone. If he, you roll a ten on damage, you roll a hit again, and if you hit, you get okay. So again. when you're doing it for NPCs, it's a simpler version. You just add a d d six to the damage. Oh, okay. So that guy gets to add a d six to his damage for a critical hit. So five more. Okay. So that, how much was that? Twenty two. Twenty two total. Twenty two. And the other guy did. Um, what was it? You said four plus eleven. The other guy. It's D10 plus 7 total. Yeah, the other guy did 11. That's okay. his first damage. Uh, that is actually not perfect. And then the other guy did 11. Okay. Presumably they're attacking the same one. Um, sure. Did you, and you missed? Yeah, missed, yeah. Okay, so then... All right, that, that, that Gene Stabler's in very bad shape, although it was not a critical hit. All right, so then it's, uh, it's all on the death door. So shooters and then the Gene Stealers again. Okay. Casualties we shouldn't be taking. Like we have a thousand dorks who shouldn't be taking this for us. Um, Are they? Doesn't work like that. Any good at combat? Certainly, no. Simon's got some security teams on the ship. Yeah, but I mean, apparently we are calling for reinforcements. Like at this juncture, I would assume. Well, we being that's up to them. On the escape pods. That's up to them. I, I mean, I, well, I you hear gunfire in the I, ship. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, I don't. I hear uh, chainsword <laughs> going off in the ship. So. <laughs> They roll pretty low on their damage. They don't get through their armor. Um, and they go to the Gene Stealers, who are still alive. Gene Stealers are nasty. Two hits on you. So dodge. Oh, and then... Oh my gosh. Sorry, three hits on a, on a mag. There's a pretty cool game called Space Hulk that's all about Gene Stealers Space Marines. You do not dodge. All right, so and roll roll a dodge for the other guy too. Yeah. Just a one. So you're taking two hits from this. The other guy does not. Okay, so no dodges. Um, I even made a video game out of Space Hulk. Ten and thirteen are the hits to you. Okay, so you take so, so, so subtract so off your toughness and armor together. Three, so three and, and six. six. I have 12 left, so that puts me down to 3. Oh, that was pretty brutal. Tactical retreat, making in order. Um, but aren't they, like, on top of him? Like, yeah, hugging him? Me on the combat with Gene Steelers is not where you want to be. Nope. Um, Alright, that maggot takes uh, 11, 14, and 10. He's dead. He's got to be He's dead. He's deader than dead. He's literally dismembered. Okay, so you identify maggots. The Gene Stealer is now wearing that guy's head as a hat. Yeah. So that's 6, 11, 14, and 10. That would kill me. 6 guys outright. left? <laughs> Jad is down. That guy's gone. And then there was the other guy that was nearly dead, really injured. 11, 14, and 10 would take Yeah, but he's, the, the nearly dead guy failed his acid test. It would take so a little out bit of more. Okay. A quarter of my so head. So... You have five. Yeah. You have five. Wow, you're my, guy, my guy's 
Why aren't you? Why aren't you in the middle of this? Because uh, <laughs> he thought it was a bomb. He's in the escape pod because he's a coward. Next time, it's nothing to do with cowardice. Next time, I'm ordering you to the front lines. You don't know that my guy's tough and actually pretty good. No, no, I'm not because he's tough. I'm ordering you because I I don't want you running and hiding anymore. There are consequences here, actually. <laughs> that had been a bomb. Been proven correct to be in the escape pod. Yeah, but since it's right, right, you, 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 as, as you are searching. From deck to deck for where they keep their escape pods, you hear over the intercom system, uh, the intercom box system, that uh, that there are enemies on board the uh, the shuttle, and all all military staff are to report to the docking bay. All right, he starts running for the docking bay. I guess he grabs his shotgun and mounts it up on his shoulder. Okay. Uh, all right, you you'll you'll be there um, the round after next. All right, can I like start issuing like command bonuses to these guys? Now? Yeah, sure. Right, uh, but you got to be inside of them, so you you kind of the combat can't be around like inside of a craft that you're like standing outside. Can I stand of. behind them in the hallway? Um, well, so there's like a you, know, you got a, a ship with an entrance, right? And there's like a main chamber in here with like a couple seats and controls and you know etc so you're like standing out here right they kind of turn this corner looking into the body of the of the ship and then the fight is happening like right there right so can i like move up to this doorway and give them commands from there um sure although you would be kind of impeding a retreat are you retreating yeah seriously considering it now yeah probably Try to get back into like a bulkhead or something. Choke points. Only one can come through at a time. And... Well, there's the there's the entrance door to the shuttle. Can you retreat with the guy? Like, is he like grappling you? Or he's not grappling with you. He's just uh, slashing at you. Yeah, there's you can you can, like dis- you, can dis- you can disengage. All right, uh, I, without I, taking. I'll tell you to fall back to the shuttle entrance, and we can try and pick them off as they come through. All right, fall back, boys. All right. So I feel like this is a scene out of uh, um, the Alien movie. Aliens. It's called Alien. Oh, uh, no. Starship, Starship, Starship Troopers. Trooper, yeah. Like, like, whoops, we kind of caught ourselves into something we didn't quite anticipate. Gene Steeler's our Zedar's worst nightmare. Like, his weapon skill is terrible. Close combat can do nothing. Well, that's if they're right on you. But Gene Steeler's a way of getting right on you. I should have grabbed Jad. Leave the other maggot. <laughs> Jad is still mobile. Uh, no, he's in the eggs. Yeah. The other Megan is mobile. Oh, Megs automatically mean you're not mobile. If, if you're, you're if you're an NP, if you're an NPC, uh, yeah. If you go to the Negs, it's like you took a critical that knocked you out. Basically. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah. I guess he's fired. Like he no, clearly can't cut it. With the combat <laughs> he took a cheat and he was waiting for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would seem to be the opposite of three attacks, so they're pretty amazing. Uh, so anyway. Uh, yeah, fighting withdrawal. Okay, so all right, so you you withdraw out of the out of the ship. Where do you, you want to gonna like stand over here or something like that? No, they want to stand around the entrance. Oh, okay. So that if one of them comes through, they can stop the. Kind of form a concave where yeah. you can all attack at once. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, you withdraw to you withdraw. Do you want to be? Do you want to be part of that line, Malrubius, or do you want to be farther back from know, it I'm so that you're clear good. of the attack? I'm pretty good. I got a good. So you'll take a, like a step behind that line. Yeah, I've got okay. Medicaid, Medicaid, so I would not. I mean, I don't know how much that's. Gonna it doesn't help you like during combat. It takes right. like minutes to do. So. Okay, well, I'm going to start to do that. 
All right. Well, you'll you won't then we'll come back to you when combat's over. You might as well you might as well wait. Like the the, the you know it's like ten twenty rounds to, okay. to do that. So um, so starting it's kind of irrelevant. Um, yeah, you're not the one bleeding out. Oh, <laughs> irrelevant. Um, uh, yeah, you might as well like give orders or something until the combat's over. Okay, so uh, so they they retreat. I guess they leave Chad back back there, um, bleeding on the ground, uh, and they they kind of form a circle. Um, I want to start to minister to Jed then. Tend to him. Yeah, we'll to he's, him he, you're gonna have to drag him out of there if you want to do that. I want to drag him out. You do? Yeah, right. I thought we were. Can you do that with um, a withdrawal action? Make a make a strength test with minus ten. Okay. This is for you. Oh, not myself personally. Just anybody grab him. Somebody grab Jack. All right, sure. Make a, make a test for one of them then with minus 10. Okay. He's going to need a zero roll one. Okay, so no. Okay. Um, yeah, he tries to grab him. He, like, can't heft him over the seats that are, like, in the way and leaves him behind. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Okay. Um, okay, so you guys move out. Uh, the, the, uh, the other creatures uh, move up. And we go back to the gene stealers. Uh, they uh, yeah, they leap through the doorway, uh, attacking the nearest maggot, kind of like that. Um, I guess that'd be a charge. Can I give him plus ten to his dodge? Sure. Alright, I mean plus ten to his dodge. We'll see if they only get one attack when they're doing this. Oh, that is a hit! Ah, she's got such good luck. Yeah, it does not dodge. Oh, plus plus ten to hit, so yeah, actually he just did hit. He did definitely. Uh, so plus ten to dodge, did he dodge it? No. No, alright, well, you take. Uh, eleven. So, this would be on a, this would be on a fresh, uh, maggot. Okay. So, Take one off the full health. Six would put him at half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, This is where we have all the guys with guns lined up ready to shoot it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, if you miss by uh, by by, look at firing into a group. It doesn't matter what the rules are. I'm going to do it. Well, it's fine. (laughs) I just I just want to know what the rules are. Uh, Why is this blank page here? Uh, let me try to group. So, plus ten to hit a small group of two to five. Um, plus twenty to hit a larger group. Uh, kind of on the board, you got like five, six, seven. I guess it's a larger group. So it's plus twenty to hit. Uh, but if you needed the group bonus, you're you're hitting someone at random. So I have a one in five chance of hitting somebody at random. You have a twenty percent chance of hitting someone at random, but it might still be the guy you wanted because it's at random. Okay, yeah. Um, are there any other guys with me from the ship, uh, like security officers or what have you? So the group you're firing into is two gene stealers, one maggot, and six dwarves. What? My group I'm firing into is two gene stealers and five maggots. And the dwarves are not part of the group because they're like back here in the shuttle. So if it's completely random, you have it's not. 
If I hit them using my normal weapon skill, I hit the person I'm shooting at. Oh, right. I have a 20% chance of hitting a random person. Oh, okay. Which would then you'd have a 2 out of then I'd have 7 a two out of chance of still hitting the right guy. Yeah. Actually, but, but you'd have a 5 out of 7 chance of hitting a maggot. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say there's, there's, um, there's three security personnel uh, from the ship who's under your command. Uh, they, have, okay. they have a 30 weapon skill. All right. All right, men. <laughs> Open fire. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not a Kill it. I don't care. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, blink it. They don't bat an eye at that command. They see that hideous creature jump out of the ship. Um, so Shoot yeah. Her. So go right ahead. All right. Uh, don't get a card for this. All right. So I shoot. So um, can I aim or anything? Uh, if you like. Is that worth the same? Yeah, where's those combat cards? <coughs> so I will aim and I will give. Um, are you standing there with me or are you want yeah. to You're standing there with me? You want plus 10 on your uh, ballistic skill? Mm. Is that. I thought that took an action. I it's a free action. Oh, really? Yeah. You want, so I can give you plus 10 or I can give the guy who Gene Sealer's fighting plus 10 to his dodge. Mm, probably give it to the dodge guy. All right, I'll give the guy who's the gene stealer fighting plus ten to his dodge again, and I will aim and shoot since I don't have to take an action to reload or anything. Okay. Boom! I hit a random person. Nice. Uh, roll a. Roll a d7. Uh, one or a two is speed stealer. Again. Oh, you hit a gene stealer. I hit a gene stealer. Alright. Uh, roll low and you hit the damage one. I hit the damage oh, one. Nice. Alright, and my hand cannon does 1d10 plus 4, penetration 2. Penetration 2. Uh, so it does 7. And. So seven? Yeah. Seven penetration two. Uh, it's at zero, but that was not critical. Alright, so then I got three guys who all... roll one higher. Three guys who all fire. Really? It has nine effective armor? It has nine effective armor. That's too bad. Um, so... Okay. Uh, I have one zero and no. So that's a hit and two just whiffs. Two complete misses. So one hit. One hit that's and a true hit. So roll damage. What kind of weapon are they it's using? It's a D ten plus two. Just a last no, rifle yeah. or whatever. Like a last rifle. Uh, Doesn't seven. Pierce their damage. Does it have any piercing? No information. No. Okay. Uh, so they have to roll really high on damage in order to. All right, I'll I'll aim and fire with my hand cannon. Uh, it's a fumble. <laughs> it's a fumble. Mm. Uh, all right. This is a washout. Roll. So how far away from your fumble did you roll? Zero. So roll a d10 and add zero. Uh, three. Three. Oh, and you're with you're with a hand cannon that's a solid projectile weapon. You mishandled the weapon, losing a proper grip on it. Your next shot is at minus ten. Let's use a half action adjusting your grip. Did you aim? Yeah, I did aim. Oh, okay. Also, a 96 automatically jams your gun. If you're that, that, that is replaced by the fumble rule. Oh, and some, of the, some of the parts of the chart will jam your gun. Not that. That was a pretty good roll, though. 
Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so then right. it's the um, the five mooks who you are still controlling. Yep, four. Five. Right. With, five. Their, with their yeah. chain axes. Chain axe can get through that. So do threes hit? Threes, threes do not. Zero, one, two. Zero, one, or two is what you're looking for. Okay, so one guy hit. One guy. Are you rolling like a D12 or something? It's a D20, it's but it's a D20 only D20 has numbered one to ten twice. Oh, cool. So one hit, so roll damage. One hit. Also oh, wait, actually, he can dodge. Um, yeah, we'll see if it dodges. He could have dodged my hit, actually. Uh, well, it didn't, so it tries to dodge this one. Gosh, I cannot, I'm rolling horribly. I have a, these guys have like a 60 dodge, but I'm not getting it. Um, so yeah, awesome. dodge. Uh, 14. 14? Alright, go for it. 14, 14 damage. damage. Oh, 14, 14 damage. damage. That's a critical hit. Uh, is that a percentile roll? It's a percentile it's, roll. Or is it a d10 roll? That's a percentile roll. Alright, percentile. I'm trying to get under yeah, that. You try to roll high. 88. That's pretty high. Uh, I'll roll a hit 65. What's that? Body. On the nose. Alright. Body. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not, that's not how it works anymore. It's a, you got a neg 5, so you don't have to roll anything. So, it's just, uh, the blow opens a long wound on the target's torso, causing him to double over in terrible pain. These guys don't feel pain, sorry. Target takes a bunch of levels of fatigue, which it doesn't take. Um, <laughs> that doesn't do anything. Uh, it's, it's just bleeding out with a massive wound. So it causes a cumulative. They're cumulative. So, so it's, at, it's at neg five, and if you do like two more, it'll be at neg seven. So it, it takes higher and higher criticals. So yes, it, it's it's better than, or it's it's more right. dangerous than it was. That's all of us. I'll take a shot. All right. Oh, so you're gonna you dropped your hand cannon. Do you have another weapon? Uh, I have a laser last last gun. Okay. Yeah. Last pistol. Quick draw that puppy out. Yep, Alright. Whoa! Didn't quite. You didn't miss by 20 or less from your blood facility. Because you're firing into a group. No, he missed by a lot. I missed by a mess. Oh, I almost fumbled. Okay. Well, that's exactly what you want. Miss by a mile or hit. <laughs> um, okay, so we're on to these other creatures, smaller creatures in the back. Um, hmm, so there are four of them. Uh, I'll say two can maneuver side by side there. They are so slow, though. All right, they just maneuver themselves into position this round. They'll be ready next round. Um, so there's two groups of two. Yeah, there's two guys here, and then there's two guys back in here. Does that count as firing into a group? How many do you need technically to be a group? Uh, you need more than one. Okay, it does count. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get up. You'll just get a plus ten. I'm still shooting at the gene stealer. You'll just get a plus ten to him. In that situation, I thought it was plus twenty. Plus it depends 20 on the size of the group. There's more than five people. It's plus twenty. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so we are on to the gene stealers. Yep. The All guy, right. the guy who's getting hit by one of the guys who's getting hit by a gene stealer is plus ten on his dodge. Okay. All right. I'll go for this guy, guy first. Three attacks. Go gene stealers. Uh, gosh, two misses. All right. One hit. He has plus ten to his dodge. All right. Roll it. He's got plus ten. He does it. What, does he need the plus? Is the plus ten? No. Okay. no. He dodges it. Gosh. All right. The other gene stealer, the fresh gene stealer, attacks. Well, I, I, I think, I I think that my command was the important. Do they not? Watch out for that one. It was left claw. Can you not see the result of your previous attack before you make your next attack? Uh, what do you mean when you're when you're using like? Because he has attacks? three attacks, it's very possible that he could take down three guys, right? Does he have to plow all three all three attacks in one guy? Not if he's in melee combat with all of them. He can just go like hack, hack, hack if they're all right next to him. 
doesn't take, you don't have to worry about Because that. one guy, I remember, you did like 12, 15, and 17 too, and we did that all to one guy. And you just overkilled him by a bajillion. Oh, it, it, it should have, the last attack I thought, should have gone on somebody else. Oh, the third, he was dead after two attacks? He was, he might have been dead after one attack. No, he wasn't dead after one. Yeah, that's true. The, well, the third attack should have gone after a second, second separate guy. Yeah, we didn't do that. Alright, well, I'll, I'll give him another attack this round. Um, one. Why are you trying to keep drinking this, man? I carry, just the, in your I carry the party it's drinking in your, flag. It's in your nature. Just right. because you were hiding in the escape pod, you don't have anything better to do. Right. Right. A bit of bomb. There are there are two hits on the second on the second <laughs> maggot. Uh, he wants to roll a dodge without the plus ten. Is there one or two? Nope. No. So that is two successful attacks. God, that's not great damage rolls. He's a fresh maggot, though, right? Eight. I don't know. There's one that's injured. Yeah, he's, he's a fresh one. Fresh. I, I was giving the bonus to the injured one. Uh, eight and twelve. Eight and twelve. That's going to put him at near death. Yeah, near death. Okay, so it's four. Uh, so eight and twelve. It's two and six, six, which puts him at zero, which is near yeah. death, but not okay. not in the eggs. Okay, so then it's... Um, okay. Uh, so the gene sewage just went, so it's all of you guys in the middle. Right, so I was going before, even though I didn't roll initiative... I'm still going in between the gene stealers and... I don't think you can beat these guys. I, I wasn't... Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Alright, so I will aim and shoot uh, at the wounded guy. And... Okay, I miss... He only ties the dodge if you hit him. I miss everything on that attack. Oh, no, wait. Because I, because I aimed, I hit somebody random. Oh, nice. Uh, Teach you to aim. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, gene stealer. I hit a gene stealer again. Oh, he, 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 he dodges it. Okay, oh, regardless fair of enough. That, that was his dodge. Alright, so the three guys I have fighting with me, they aim and fire. Um, so they need one, two, or three if they aim? Uh, they need zero, zero one, two, two, or three. Yeah, zero, one, two, or three. Okay. Uh, I have one hit, one miss, and one random. Alright, go for it. So the random... Uh, hits uh, a maggot. A maggot. It. I'll do that one first. It does not, not pe- does not penetrate his armor. Uh, the hit on the gene stealer does not penetrate his armor. Do more than nine, which means I have to roll an eight. So yeah, odds are not good. Eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. Boy, last rifles are not good against. They are stealers. really bad. Yeah. Right, I'll try hand They're better against the other guys. Uh, I fumble again. <laughs> nice. By how much? Uh, by two. This by time. two. All right. D10 plus two. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Nice. This is gonna be interesting. Oh, I had to spend a half action to like readjust my or readjust my handle. So well, you I don't have to. You could have discarded my. No, hand, you did. Okay, I did. Uh, the recoil. This is your hand cannon. Yeah. Okay. The recoil of the weapon overwhelms you. You fall to the ground. It looks like a toughness test. Uh, weapon's not heavy, so you don't have to worry about. That. Oh, you get plus twenty since it's just a pistol. Uh, no, it's a hand cannon. It, hand cannon it's, is a, a pistol. It's a pistol type weapon. Oh. It's a two handed pistol. So you fall to the ground and make a toughest test with plus 20, or you're stunned for a round if you fail that test. Uh, yeah, I fail. You fail. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably try it. Use something hand like cannon. Hand cannon. Too badly of a weapon. You're <laughs> guys. Like, one shot into the sky, the second shot just. Alright. You, so you are not You still have five guys. Right? Right. Yeah. 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 Right. right? Make your five attacks. Well, so for the rate of fire for the Lazgun, can I flip that to the three thing? How does that work for my guy? Uh, flip it to three. Oh, you have a semi-auto thing? Uh, Laz rifles have semi-auto. Laz pistols do not. 
Okay, well, this is the last gun. It's called. I don't know. If okay, that's no, that's your weapon. Yeah. 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 So you can you can fire that on semi-auto. Okay. So that you get up to so it goes like S slash three. Yes. Okay. So that w- the way that works is you get um, plus ten to your weapon skill for doing that. Okay. And if you succeed, uh, every two degrees of success is an extra hit. Okay, so I'll do that. It's definitely worth doing as long as you have a... But it takes a full act round action to do that. It's called the multi-attack action. Where's that card? So, okay. oh, you got it there. No, yeah. no, I don't have it here. This oh, is yeah, yeah, this okay, so I'll, I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, so take a look at under range It's attack. basically like you're not aiming, so the plus 10 is a wash because you should be right. aiming if you're only firing once, but uh, it basically lets you hit multiple times if you roll really well. Right. But it uses up more ammo. So you're going to do the semi-auto burst uh, the third one down is the action that you're choosing. So go ahead and roll it. Yeah, it's definitely superior. Are you firing? Who are you firing at? Last guns. I'm firing at the, at the guys that are. Do these guys have last guns or last pistols? The jeans. They have last guns. Oh well, they should be doing that. Yeah, I did not realize. All right, I will start doing that from now okay, on. Okay, so I got. Uh, that would have been relevant because a couple of them rolled zeros. I got three degrees of success. Three degrees of success. Okay, so that is an extra hit. You would need four degrees of success to totally. Get all three. Okay, so I will. But you, but you get to roll damage twice. So that's two hits. He can try to dodge. No, he can't. He already dodged. Oh, all right. So roll damage twice. Ooh, so double nines plus uh, six for both shots. So eighteen twenty-four. All right. Uh, no, it's, well, 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 they're, they're separately. So it's it is only plus. Okay, so twelve and twelve. Yeah. Like plus three. three. So no, it's twelve and twelve. Is total. Yeah, twelve and twelve. Yeah. Okay, twelve and twelve. Okay, so that should kill him. Um. So twelve. So that'll be a nig. That's an energy attack. Right to the 84, it's like the leg. Last guns are energy good. sears through the bone, causing the leg to be severed. Make a toughness test or be stunned. training basic. And you get some other things. Basic weapon training universal. Yeah, that's what you need. I don't have that. Okay. Is I have, I have, or it's Last seared, guns are good. It sears off his leg. He like fall. He falls down, and he, he's basically out of commission. As uh, and then, uh, then he gets hit again. Oh, and then he gets hit again for like the same amount. All right. In a terrifying display of power, the leg immolates, and fire consumes the target completely. He dies in a matter of agonizing seconds. Right. So first, he, first the first shot shoots off his leg, and then the second shot just immolates him. No, it's like it, it's, a, it's an automatic spray, so it's like, and his leg just flies off, and then you hit the torso, and he just explodes. <laughs> All right, one down. All right, one down. Uh, the five guys shoot. Or, sorry, they're doing their um, they swing. Their swing. Looks like one hit, two hit, two guys hit. All right, that guy can dodge. Uh. <laughs> Worst dodge rolls ever. Uh, so no dodges. So two hits, so roll damage. Okay, so one of them does nine, and the other one does... 17 plus D6. Plus D6. The nine is not going to do yeah, anything. Nine does 21. 21, all right. Uh, one minus nine uh, is 12. Still up. All right. Well, we cut the number of gene sealer attacks in half, so I'm feeling yeah. a little bit better about this now. Yeah, but the dwarf guys didn't even fire last round. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Because they were getting round. into formation. Yeah, that's true. Um, now they're probably just going to open up on the crowd, which is your three guys and you. And they could. They want and and Zeke the group. And I suspect they will shoot at the group that's right in front of them. We'll, we'll they, they shoot at the group in front of them. Um, all right. So there. 
No problem. Okay. Uh, they don't even hit anyone with the plus twenty. All right. Two rolls in the nineties that weren't fumbled. Then it's the then it's the gene sealer that's left. That is only one hit. Dodge it. He's he getting plus ten. No, he's not. Oh wait. Every time you, you you assign it on your turn. This way. I, I know. I was trying to figure out. I think there's a. I, I don't. I was doing it to the one that was more injured. So I don't sure which gene stealer was attacking him. It was the first one of the. All right, low. He gets plus ten. It. He doesn't get plus ten. All right. No, he does not dodge. Doesn't dodge. Okay, so that is just one hit. Uh, for fifteen. Is, sorry, Which guy is this on? Uh, he's he's de- he's dead. Which guy is it? Yeah, There's the guy at zero. There was a guy near death. Yeah, it was okay. the. Oh no, wait! If it was that guy, then he would have had the plus ten. Did he miss his dodge by ten? Yes. No, he missed it by twenty. Oh, okay, so he's dead. Yeah. Okay. All right, so the gene sealer slices him into pieces. Okay, uh, four left. Close casting. Alright, so I will hand cannon. Actually, I feel like I should have them las gun them first. So that my. So they use the dodge. So they use up the dodge. So I will do that. Yeah, well, they're all going to the same initiative. Uh, We're down to five of them. So it's a small group now, right? Yeah. Alright, so they only only have a 10% chance of hitting a random person. Alright, so they will open up and auto fire. Uh, the one hit and two complete misses. The hit does not do extra damage. Alright, that's not a dodge. Give me a nine! No, it's a two. Alright, then I will fire my hand cannon and miss everything. Uh, and then it's, he's stunned. And the guy in the gene sealer has plus ten dodge. And then it's you. Alright, uh, I'll go first, I guess. So I'm going to continue with my uh, three semi-auto bursts there. And I hit with two degrees of success. Alright. Uh, he used his dodge. Roll damage. Two degrees of success, you go at two damage rolls. Mm-hmm. Okay, go for it. So zero on a d10, is that a 10 or a... Okay, so if you roll a zero on a d10, it's a 10. But something cool happens. You can either add another d10 to, the, to, the, to your damage... That's one, or you can immediately do a D6 level uh, critical throw. Since he's taken so much damage, you just want to do the extra damage. Yeah, you probably want to do extra damage. If this was the first damage he'd taken, you could do the critical. 18 damage for that guy. Okay. And the other guy's uh, 9 damage. 18 is a critical hit. Uh, I should say the other shot does 9 damage. Um, Yeah. Alright. That is good enough. Alright, you, you, uh, what was, what, what, what was your weapon? Last, last, last. What's your weapon? Alright. Uh, yeah, so that last gun, it like the second gene stealer. Alright, now you're showing, now you're showing that you're worth all the big bucks that I'm paying you. Alright, <laughs> so we're gonna have to wrap it, wrap it there. There are some, uh, some, some other, uh, to clean up, but, uh, with the gene stealers are down. Alright, we should be able to finish them off without too much trouble. And we'll, we'll just oh, wrap it tonight. I can't